Welcome to Serial Podcast 9. How you doing, Gerard? You okay? Gerard's, Gerard's not feeling too good today, you know? You get back from vacation, you're all on like a different time zone. You, oh. the, the traveling fucks you up, you know? It's uh, 11.40 Costa Rica time right now. and You love not sleeping, though. That was You're, you're a night owl. I mean, I don't know, man. On vacation, I just fucking want to go sleep early. I didn't, like, I don't have as much shit to think about it I just turn my brain off and i just like wanted to sleep all the time super early and like because i had to get up pretty early every day like the baby gets up every day like the birds are chirping at 5 a.m like you're up yeah, so you're basically sleep- getting up <laughs> i'm sleeping at like 9 30 10 i stayed up a couple times till like one or two but like man it was like and long days just doing shit all day i saw all of them man two cans did it take parrots. you to fruit loops did you follow your nose? <laughs> no. Oh, we haven't spoken such a long time. I feel like if you forget what things are like, I'm very excited <laughs> to do this. All right, let's do yeah, the intro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm Gerard DiPeralta. And I'm Kevin Peterson. And I'm Ryan Benoit. And this is Serial Podcast 9, episode 61. I think this will be like our holiday special. Yeah. Yeah, it'll come out Merry, right Christmas. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, people. Whatever you're into, whatever you're celebrating, I hope it's good good to you. Well, thank hey, you for we celebrating with us, you know? Yeah. We got a special gift this week, too, which is very exciting. We mm. got a guest. Yes. Who wants who wants to do the intro of the guest? Uh, I guess I'll do the intro. Yeah, you can uh, do the intro. Kevin does intro. Insert here. Hello. This guy, his name is Quinn, and he is a speed hero. Um, yeah, uh, I I don't know everything about you. I know some things about you. I know you're born in Ontario. You now reside on the island. You have taught drifting and are a huge part of bringing people to the drifting community. You have been many places on the planet and drifted. Yeah. You're a bit of a drifting nomad. Yes. Mm, You're yes. a drifting drifter, you know? Yes. It's it's drifting squared. Drifting squared. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. squared. That basically D-squared. sums up most of it. That's it, to be fair. All right. Well, we can just end it here then. Okay. We're done. All right. Yeah, perfect. Um, great. Yeah. <laughs> Quinn said he's starting a timer at the minute we start for two hours, mid sentence. He's done. Two hours. Yeah. <laughs> done. That's it. It's over. It's cut. I love it. I love the efficiency. All right. Great. First, uh, Quinn, I stood next to you. At the last day of drifting at Western, and didn't introduce myself, oh. and for the last little bit, I felt like a real shithead because I was like, "Oh, that was Quinn." And I did not say hello, Quinn from Speed Hero. Nice to meet you. I was taking photos, and you were flagging, I believe. Mm, yes. And I, uh, I don't drive, as I always say, but Kevin does, and Kevin said, "Oh yeah, he flags. He's the best flagger, possibly." of all time so i thought that was that was really really interesting also i feel like there's a lot of overlap uh we've never formally met but uh i I feel like we have a lot of friends in common so i'm excited to find out more about you Uh, i believe we have paul harrison in common yes paul's an islander now we stole him okay good i think he might be my friend but i don't know i never know what that guy's actually talking about and uh alex from rare spec i'm very excited to talk about wheels with you but 
Oh, okay. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, I'm an Alex fan. I'm a big Alex designer fan. Of, designer of Oh, I didn't oh. say we're Alex fans. No. <laughs> okay. You just know him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. just my friend. I'm not like a fan fan. Anyway, no. <laughs> um, all right. I want to know, Speed Hero, when did that start? Uh, and what 2000... is it? Explain it to okay. people that don't know what it is. It's yeah. nothing. It's literally nothing. It's an <laughs> ongoing joke. It started in 2008. Uh, we were making fun of Japanese drift team names. A friend of mine wanted to name his team like team r or something in regards to like type r and i was it was really terrible and i i came up with speed hero as as the ultimate like generic japanese drift team name um you know there was things like sonic boom and all the, all those sort of like abstract names and so i tried to pick as many of the similar things and put it together and then it just accidentally stuck it's so perfect though it's such a good name it is mm, thanks great name yeah Oh yeah. First blog post is in 2008. So I consider that the start. Oof. Yeah. So I like that. That is a bit. If you have when an did, ongoing when did bit. When Ryan's blog start? I don't even remember. 2009. No, I'd have to do the math. Uh, no I'll think about it. Yeah. Who no cares? Worries. It doesn't Sorry, matter. I'm this isn't about me. I'm putting, yeah. oh, I'm putting you on the spot. I was just curious. This isn't about me. I'm trying, to, say, I'm trying to formulate a timeline in my head, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's not a competition, Kevin. We're all friends here. I, I'm Hopefully, you can't win uh, in drifting. You, yeah, 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 you can't. You can't win in blogging. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, no, that that is very true. Um, all right, but I like your commitment to the bit. So you're like, it's a joke that's been going on for like 14 yeah. years. Some, something uh, ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, good. That's a good. I love a ongoing bit. Um, so that's I, I con- cool. I continue to have a fetish for the the old English like poems, the like the uh, yeah, like the vomics. Yeah, all of that. Pre- pre- arrival. <laughs> like I, I started making fun of that, taking take yeah, making fun of that back then, and then eventually it became popular, and now it's it's considered cringe to do, and I, I'm still going to keep doing it. Give us some of your. Your English well, like, poems, plums, English plums. poems. Let's let's try our best. Like something like the Iron Ghost Mountain runs wild nighttime. You know, like just just it's sort of a sentence. It's a little bit of it to get like of an yeah, idea. Yeah, like you see it on a delica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or on some wheels. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. There was a bunch of them. You could like there was tons of parts and catalogs and especially jackets and clothing would have like the fast runner uh, begins earlier than the, than, than the beat. And you're like, what? Like, like just trash like that. And I'm no, still, I still those, are all, those are all so good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They you know are. I mean? They're like, really yeah. Good. Like I want, yeah. That, now I want to buy a Walkman. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I still have a strong fetish for that infinitely. So I got an Amazon ad for a Walkman recently. Like it was like a oh, this Walkman? Yeah, like an Instagram Amazon ad. It was like a Walkman. Like, like for tapes or for CDs? For, for tapes. That's not surprising to me though. How do you even get tapes anymore? I mean, I, I have some tapes still, you know. There, there's Why a huge not surprising. Like how a, do you have tapes? <laughs> there's like a I, massive. I don't know. It's like I like I don't know, hilarious purple rain tape that's like purple, and I just like never threw it away. And like, I don't know, like yeah, I don't know. Just have some tapes uh, still. Like uh, you got a lot of space, I guess. <laughs> all my tapes are gone because I was like, nah, I don't, have, I don't have room for that. That's Whatever. Because you're a my futurist, CDs. dude. You have all the my room s- in the world. No, I don't. Yeah, you got a crawl space. You got like a you got a garage. Yeah, I got to put it down. I got to put it down there and like 
fucking care about it. And then like in 10 years, I'll be like, oh, there's that tape that like I never gave a shit about 10 years ago, but I kept it. So now I have this fucking tape with nothing to play it on. And I'm not <laughs> going to go buy anything to play it on. I had a lot of nostalgic shit like that when I was like not 45 years old. And then I yeah, was like, I bet you know what? Fucking, I don't need this shit. You know what I mean? I have all my you're... option option and uh, like VIP style and all that shit right there. That's all I need is that. <laughs> you see, so you have okay. your own section of, of the ancient texts. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. The scrolls. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of what they've become. I was, uh, I was kind of mad today. I was trying to find a very specific clip and I realized that there's no library for any of that. You can't no. just go. So it's, it's still, it still feels like like 2001 going through like Kazaa. Trying, trying to find, to find it. Like, yeah. It's the same. It hasn't changed. It's all random clips that are like weirdly labeled or, or half cut. I almost feel like it was better then because like eventually you would just have them on your computer and then you could name the clip or you could put it into folders and then you had yeah, it and you knew exactly where to find it. But now it's like, yeah, you got to like try and find it. And if it's like, if it's on YouTube, that's fine because like you can like it, you can like put it in a, you can like save it or whatever it is. You can like bookmark the link. You can do all sorts of things. But if it's on Instagram or some stupid other shit, like you're, you're, never, find, you're, you're never finding it. Instagram you know? is absolutely fucked for searching. It's like <laughs> at least they could do like combo hashtags or something. It's like you can only search one hashtag at a time. It's yeah. like you're going to search like, I don't know, like Laurel. You know, what are you going to yeah. search like slammed Laurel? You can't. You can't search like 15 inch Laurel or like. You know, small wheel Laurel. It's got to be Laurel. And then you go through like millions of Laurel hashtags. It's like, it's and to be yeah. fair, you're going to have to go through a lot of the Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. yeah. Anything like, to do with see, Laurel. Yeah. A bunch of trees, a bunch yeah. of women named yeah, Laurel. Exactly. Like 5% of all Laurel yeah. is going to be the car. Like, yeah, one of my cats is named yeah. Laurel. Exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All um, right. Great. Uh, specifically about Laurels. The C34 Laurel is so underappreciated. It yeah. is it is an ugly duckling. It looks awful stock. And as soon as you lower it and put it on wheels, it's amazing. It's pretty sick, but my heart is with the 35 for sure. 35 guy. 35, yeah. I've always, always loved 35s. They just look I feel like sick. if I'm gonna have a laurel, it's it would be like the really old one. The 33? No, like the like. Yeah, I mean that's like that's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Then, okay, well then I'll then then I would still here. just have the thirty three. Like yeah, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have the old square like just rattle rattly box Laurel, you know. Yeah, windows don't actually close ever. Yeah, don't really work. Like yeah, like everything. <laughs> the doors made of tin. <laughs> yeah, might as well have window winders with like a little electric motor attached to it. Yeah, that. Way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Quinn. What brought you to cars and drifting? How did you discover it? How did you get into it? And why did you stay? Uh, I shouldn't stay. It's a waste of time and money. That's a big thing. But um, I was really young. Uh, we all know that here. But I was just people mm. out there. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, uh, I was really, really young. Like, uh, Sorry, what was the question? I missed it. <laughs> Good. Well, I mean, you guys uh, asked it, and I was like, "Not there." It was for Quinn, but I know. you'll probably figure it out, Gerard. And, oh, okay. uh, what brought? Let's do a Quinn recap. To... Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, Ryan, last week uh, on serial read the, podcast, read the question I... from the beginning. Like, yeah. All right. Go, hey. Uh, yeah. Read it from the beginning. Put more emphasis in it. Hey, Quinn. What brought you to drifting? 
what kept you in drifting? Why are you, what, what is it? What is it about it? You know, what, when did you get into it? Why'd you stay? That's what I want to know. I was a team sport kid. I played a lot of team sports. And then when I got to be in my young teens, I uh, found BMX and I realized that I don't need to have the team sport do the, to do the fun stuff. And I was still kind of very interested in cars when I was young and the BMX sort of led into drifting because drifting was drifting was really attainable. I've always been very frugal. And so drifting was neat because you you couldn't pay to win in drifting. You had to actually be really yeah, good at it. Yeah. Um, and so I could kind of uh, like try to participate in cars, but I was a fairly level playing field, especially in like early 2000s when having like 70 horsepower was almost like competitive. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so um, drifting was attractive because I could have a sort of, um, ha- I could have fun with cars and I didn't have to like have the most money to be sort of hang out with everybody. Right. Cool. Yeah. What kept you around then? So most of us, uh, said for people on this call hit a certain age realize that maybe it's not the best financial decision and then uh part ways with it and you know it's just a feather in your cap what kept you in the scene um i've been i I think uh there was people who wanted to have i I call them big watch people the people that wear huge watches um and they they you have a cell phone in your pocket you don't need a big watch to tell the time so the big watch is to show off there's a lot of people that have that big watch lifestyle that Mm -hmm. get into cars and they just want to look good it's not about the car it's not about the driving it's about the lifestyle image uh where for myself it was the inverse i enjoy the car i enjoy like the process of interacting with it and changing it and seeing how that like affects what i'm doing um and so I'm still interested in doing more projects with them. I don't, I don't really know how to answer this question, but <laughs> it was never about what people perceive of me, if that makes sense. So yeah, that makes perfect yeah. sense. I get it. That, that's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that's, I had a follow-up question. I want, I want a G-Shock. I've never had a G-Shock. You know? <laughs> G-shock. Ne- honestly, like I, I remember like having watches when I was like 13 and then, yeah, like I kind of agree. Once cell phones came out, I was like, "All right, well, like, you don't want the do, Iron Man." Now it's two and one. Now it's like three and one. You know, now I have a camera and a phone and a calendar, and you know, it's like, mm. yeah. Kevin does have an Apple Watch, though. I so. do have an Apple Watch, though. Yeah, mm. you got me. You don't want a, a, I believe Gerard wants a Roly. A Rolex. Come on. <laughs> No. there's um there's a i think i have a cat they may they you can go to walmart you can buy the casio calculator watch they've reissued it yeah uh, yeah nice yeah, well, yeah that's the other thing it's like well that is only a calculator you know if i'm gonna have a watch why wouldn't it you know do everything and be a calculator <laughs> yeah. i don't know i think if i had a fancy watch i'd have to have like like so much money that like i couldn't even figure out what else to buy except for like this ridiculous i mean i do appreciate like crazy watches i think though like maybe if you weren't into cars like you know easily have watch money you know what i mean no 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 because watch money's like 50k you know what i mean like yeah you can get like a three thousand dollar watch it could be but yeah ten thousand dollar watch exactly then it's like a ten thousand dollar watch but have you seen like the the 50k like crazy there's a recent one they did ah who even made that one man i 
Because I do follow like a couple like watch. You know, I obviously don't know anything <laughs> about a watch that costs anything more than yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, when they don't dollars. publish the price, you know, the shit is like 150 grand or something stupid like that. And it's like, yeah, I'd have to have so much goddamn money that like, it's like, oh, today I'm going to spend 150K on a watch. It's like, but I mean, like, is that not like <laughs> buying a Ferrari where, but it's no, simpler? a you Ferrari can fucking does something. A watch does nothing besides <laughs> fucking Tell's show off how much money you have. Yeah, yeah but, but I, I mean, if, if you're buying it for an investment and you, you're buying it for an investment and you use the Ferrari, you know what I mean? Like you could at least wear the watch and you're not like using it, you know, like. No, yeah. you are using it because you wear it. And like, where are you going to wear a $150,000 watch? I don't know. Man. It's like, where you're going to get a fucking scratch. Like, Every, obviously, everywhere. we're just going to fuck up this watch working on our cars. And then <laughs> yeah, it's like, you, oh, you I just like on a car 70 grand in the garbage because I like scratch it on my suspension. Like, Dude, <laughs> the secret is wear the watch, watch over yeah. top of the ankle bracelet. So commit a crime, get the ankle bracelet, then <laughs> yeah. cover it up with some bling. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah exactly. That's there you go. A bejazzled <laughs> ankle bracelet. I got a buddy who's into watches, and so it's interesting. Yeah, watching, like, he isn't watching into fifty thousand dollar watches, is he? Is he into cars? No, as well? he's probably into no, like three thousand no, no, dollar watches. No. Was he into cars? No, oh, yeah, this guy's a pe- this guy's a peasant. No, Ryan, this guy that I've never met before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's not even on the same level of watches that I'm into. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh he's into watches and like but he tracks the pricing of watches so he'll be like yeah maybe that was a three thousand dollar watch Gerard but now it's a seven thousand dollar watch because it went up in price and then like if he if we meet someone he can tell you how well off they are by how expensive their watch is. There you go. So he is into all watches. Yeah, he's. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, I would argue watch guys. He's a watch probably, watcher. Yeah, he's a watch watcher. I would argue watch guys probably how we feel about watches, they feel about Ferrari some of the time. If if you were to like, if there is no Venn diagram that overlaps them, because it's like, I can wear a watch anywhere. Where am I going to drive my Ferrari all the time anywhere? You know, like. I would man, think there's yeah. a fairly big overlap of watch guys. And I mean, I it's like you can flex yeah, your yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's true. <laughs> Heck, some of the fancy you cars gotta, like, come throw with your, the watch. You got to throw yeah, it out the window, true. you know? Yeah. You can't exactly. be fucking have your Casio calculator out out uh, outside the window, which um, now brings me to my next Wait, 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 wait. It, you could. What does the Casio calculator pair with? If like a really fancy like roll, I was about to the, tell the you. DeLore- yeah, oh, we're oh, gonna yeah. segue. No, it's not the DeLorean. It's fully the DeLorean. It's, this is I have one. I have one. Oh, I'm gonna say it's a Corolla because you brought it up, and I'm pretty sure you're. Are you a Corolla no, guy? No, no, I'm no. What are you? A G-Shock yeah. goes with a fucking FRS. We didn't say a G-Shock. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah what exactly. did you, oh, the Casio calculator. I have exactly the car it goes with. Uh, yeah, the, right. the the Casio calculator watch goes with if you ever watched X7. Cannonball Run, uh, the uh, Mitsubishi uh, Starion. No, it wasn't a Starion. We always thought it was there, a Starion, but in Cannonball Run, it was a Cordia Mitsubishi Cordia. With I want to say it was a fucking inside. Subaru, man, because like I always thought okay. it was a cool Mitsubishi too. But when I researched that Cannonball, I'm like, that was such a cool car when I was a kid. And then I found out it was like a like some lame Subaru, and I was like. No, that doesn't seem right. There's two films. One of them is Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi Cordia. The okay, other well, one is cool a then. Subaru Chaser. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that yeah, was yeah. the There's one. There's a Subaru yeah. Chaser? 
There's a chase. Yeah, they're that's, very that's a little shitty old Tudor hatchbacky thing. That's uh, hilarious. Imagine a what is it? The Loyal? No. Pre Loyal, but they cut the back off and made it a hatch. Oh, that's another yeah. super interesting thing about you. You love a really, really obscure cars, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. The so weirder you, the better. So you just know like every car ever? Many, but not all. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. How do we even ask questions about that? What's the most obscure car that you know? No. no okay. No, no. no wait, I, wait, wait. I got one. So as far as like TE, I don't know the like model, but like there's the like 78 to 84 Toyota Corollas. Yeah. And there's the cool one that's like it's like two door, but it has like the half window and it's like a hatchback, but it's like you know how normally there's like the main window and then there's the triangle window, which becomes the hatchback. But this one has like, I swear the, there were eight different variations. Yeah, but it's of that the main car. one that has like the half there were window eight and different then ones. That one's the sickest. Okay. What, what is that um, one called? For, uh, for those of you listening later at this, you can Google the Speed Hero E7 Love. I've written an entire article on all the different body styles, specifically of the E7. Yeah. Uh, but you're talking about there are, there are coupe or sorry. There are sedan body styles and sport body styles. The two of the sport body styles, you're either talking about the coupe or the liftback. Um, there I was a hard top as well. The liftback. Liftback is like a two door wagon with little. The, no, the front, no, no. Okay. The um the coupe is is what a lot of people call the fastback, but it's actually called the coupe, but from Toyota, and that's that's got the little tiny sliver of an extra window by the B pillar. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one. That, that is the sick. Toyota uh, E7 coupe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But not to be confused with the two-door E7 sedan, which is not a coupe. Yes, it's which a is a normal, sedan. it's a yeah. notch back. Like, yeah, my buddy had that one too. The wheel fell off on Petula Bridge. Okay. Yeah. Because he had used front wheel drive offset and then it didn't clear the strut. So he <laughs> used washers to space out the oh, wheel and no. it had like two threads on it. And he drove, he's <laughs> driving it on the Petula Bridge. And then sure enough, uh, yeah, the wheel fell off and that was good. <laughs> then there's this one too. Which which is that's the know, hard top. Sure. Yeah, that one's sick too. I always like the weird. How many, how many Corollas have you had, Quinn? Um, I think twenty eight or twenty nine at this point. I can't remember. That's yeah. a hefty amount. Yeah, I've had about seventy four cars in total. That's roughly, also, approximately. That's also a hefty yeah. amount. That is a, yeah, that is a hefty. Amount. I have. What lost was count. your favorite one? My favorite one was my uh, banana <laughs> wagon, which was the twelve uh, A swapped Corolla wagon. Yeah, Rotary Corolla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had three Rotary Corollas at this point. Nice. What what uh, chassis code was the 72 Crown? <laughs> 70. Oh, 72 Crown? I had, okay, so I had a 72 Crown. It was a trunk model, two-door. But there was a couple of them because whenever I search it now, I'm like, that's not the one I had. And then mm. apparently the one I had was maybe like kind of weird. Crowns are S code, I believe, but I can't remember. That's like an MS one ten or something like that. I, I think I, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, something around there, but I'm not. I'm not. My crown is not super in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, I like that. This episode will just turn into Gerard using Quinn as Google. No, <laughs> yes, yeah, fine. You can do that. I can just Google it right now. Like, uh, what the one? My phone like, goes off this? all day, yeah. every day. Like nonstop about car questions people send me. I do not get paid for it. It's probably <laughs> ringing right now as I'm, yeah. And I don't mind it. So if you do have questions, I'll try to direct. But yeah, Quinn, what do you do for a living? Nothing right now. I'm I'm absolutely broke. It's amazing. 
please buy uh, t-shirts I, off my website yeah. okay <laughs> i did so, I, I did please buy more uh, yeah <laughs> they're you. very they're very limited yes thanks to everybody who did buy t-shirts recently i've been <laughs> i've been sort of hucking that pretty aggressively good yeah i did spend a lot of time on your website today and i really enjoyed oh, it oh, yeah God. it looks great i like your design style hell yeah like yeah it's great hey i got another one on the t-shirt you got the canadian flag with the japan you know yeah in the middle did you coin that is that that is that is a i design as much as i can of my own stuff that is that is uh my design yeah oh good i always wondered because then it like shows like who who did the japanada and Mm. if that's you congratulations there has been at least one copy of it so far um actually uh, i was in walmart the other day you and think I, there's a prevalent amount of copies there's not 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 too many people i, I there was a fake speed hero that's a whole separate story but i was in um walmart <laughs> the other here day for and, it and a gentleman saw the japanada like flag and he yeah. comes up and he he's got a big grin on his face and he's like he's like kind of like biting his laugh like he's like yeah hey 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 you know <laughs> what about that and i was like what do you what do you mean what of that you know like like our our relations with china right now is like oh man we gotta have a talk like <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was <laughs> it was cringy yeah <laughs> uh yeah. i want to hear about a fake speed hero how what happened there okay um I was, I don't, I don't Twitter. I don't have Twitter. And randomly I was like, I wonder if anybody's talked about me on Twitter. So I was looking through it and I found this speedhero.co and I was like, Oh, who's this? And so I went to his website and he had, he was selling speed hero shirts. And if you bought a shirt, you could, you could be in the raffle to win an NSX. I was like, Oh, weird. So I messaged the guy and he basically messaged me back saying, uh, lol, you don't, you don't own the .com. I don't care. And so, um, I shared it with a friend, a guy named Joel Pino, and he did a little digging and found that the, the speedhero.co did not, um, exist. Well, it, it, they didn't own the NSX. They didn't own anything. Yeah. They were selling the shirts in hopes to purchase the NSX to give to a winner. And so <laughs> when we found that, uh, uh, we emailed back this this guy, and he basically killed the site, and I've never heard from him again. So oh, yeah, I sort cool. of caught him being sneaky, and it was annoying. Um, it was it was extra annoying because I spent sixteen hours writing an email <laughs> up to him. <laughs> sixteen hours. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a blog post on my blog about it. The, the, it's called the email that was never sent, and um, mm, I like I, I was going to appeal to his heart, where Joel, who was in the background doing other stuff, just found a a legal loophole to scare the guy, and then I never got to send the email. So <laughs> the dirt, you go for yeah. the dirt first. Yeah. First and foremost, the dirt. Yeah. I like to be nice about it. Be like, hey, you know, like I've had this name for a while. Like maybe you can think of something different. But yeah, yeah, I mean, honestly, I get uh, sponsored ads for uh, after hours supply. Mm. That's not the after hours supply from Kelowna. Oh, really? and, like they make they make like hentai inspired shirts and sweatshirts and stuff. Oh. And I sent it to him, and he was just like, "Oh, I know. I've messaged them, and they're just like, yeah, fuck you, basically.' <laughs> like, uh-huh. uh, yeah, the there key was a- is to make a really dumb name so like nobody stupid ever name wants that it. No one would yeah, ever like, yeah, like like put a dumb animal name in front of like <laughs> a sense of like thinking about things, like a way to approach it. So an extinct <laughs> animal, and then just like a way of reasoning, and then nobody ever wants that. So, name. Like, <laughs> toucan dummy. Yeah, that's the <laughs> uh, Yeah, toucan 
Toucan critical thinking is what I was thinking. <laughs> no, there was a... Wait, toucans aren't extinct. They aren't extinct, we gotta get yeah. Them. Yeah. yeah. Not yet. Well, not yet. yet. We're What's going that's the, pur- that's the purpose of his trip, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah he's over there shooting toucans <laughs> left, right, and center. Running them over. Yeah. We did go to a macabre breeding center where they actually... It's pretty interesting. So in Costa Rica, they were down did to... you watch like birds, fuck? Almost zero. <laughs> No, you're not allowed to associate with the breeding facility. We only got to see the two birds that were like released, uh, and that they feed. Like they the breeds to the two ugliest. What? No. <laughs> I don't know. What Anyways, saying, whatever we... they they were down to basically zero, uh, and then through uh, like efforts of you know dedicated people and basically changing the laws and stuff there there are thousands of them now which is pretty cool because those birds are fucking huge and crazy like macaws like the you know the big parrots like they're pretty crazy man like i'm not like a huge bird guy but like seeing those birds in person is pretty wild there's all sorts of fucked up birds in costa rica man man like vultures just walking around like (laughs) vultures just walking around like this like free hugs like huge fucking vultures walking around like (laughs) what's up like what the fuck's up like walking around just like everywhere it's crazy anyways yeah all right i've missed you very much gerard and your randomness <laughs> you anyways. turned it into like a psa about birds which i thought was really nice oh you were talking about extinct extinct two cats of shit and there wasn't almost extinct birds and we went to the place oh, where okay. they, they kept them from or they saved them from extinction so that was kind of cool and our kids liked it so oh that's nice yeah. uh hey quinn Browsing your website it says here you did a podcast. That's why he has that did? setup. Oh, I yeah, did. I, I, I did. did one a long time ago. Yes, yeah, just one, says, just one episode. Yeah, we did a podcast. He no, did you didn't one. tell people. You didn't tell people you were going to do six, and it just never stopped. That's that's yeah. a ticket. Yeah. Um, that's why you got the setup. I was like, oh, Quinn's got a really nice setup. Mm. He's like, got uh, I've ball. done some streaming. Yeah. Oh, I stream some video games. Mostly just video game. And me naked. What do you well, play? He's, yeah, he's got a Patreon, so um, I mean, that's how he pays the bills. So like, you can see. <laughs> so he doesn't right have to, a job. You can see yeah. it streams right to the bed. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> and like um, the background is so that you can see the outline of everything. Yes. Yeah. You there's no you can wear a bunch of different colors. And there's a high contrast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's good. Great. Um, I mostly uh, play old racing games. I like old racing games. Nice. That checks out for everything yeah. we've covered so far. Um, What's your what favorite brought, old racing uh, game? Ooh, um, it's a DOS game. It's called NIRA Drag Racing. It was oh, wow. a NIRA Drag Racing game. Yeah, um, it was a variation off of um, a, another drag racing game. Anyways, um, there was this old software called Engine Dino Two Thousand. It was like this, uh, uh, like XP software for simulating uh, engine building. You yeah, it's literally it. like you yeah, just type I in think numbers. I that yeah. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so you could buy it on like a little, ca- like a like a, like a little calculator type thing. Yeah, you like, could you could even put in like how big your like bucket and shim is and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but they built a racing game around that, uh, like a drag racing simulation. Um, and, uh, I love it. I covet it. I have a, like a hard drive that's specifically saved with that. Um, I had to find a Korean hacked version of DOS box to make it work because regular DOS box doesn't work for it and all it's, it, I love that game. Yeah. <laughs> you can be, build single cylinders, like a, a seven liter single cylinder and see what <laughs> it does. You can build like, yeah, one liter V12 and try try to like, 
and it's fairly it's fairly accurate for a 2000s dos game so yeah that sounds that's pretty cool. amazing <laughs> um, <laughs> i can go off for hours about like weird sim racing stuff but that's uh mm. yeah no, i assume uh, you're responsible uh, for the uh aesthetic corso western speedway track I am not responsible for that. Uh, that oh, is no. Uh, no. However, uh, if you play Beam and G, um, there is a version that I made for that. So I scanned Western Speedway. Uh, we did a photogrammetry and laser scan of it uh, a year or two ago. I um, I rented some DSLR cameras. We took eighteen thousand photos, and then the local college um, Camosun lent us a, a laser scanner. And we went and scanned the track. So I did make a version for BeamNG because uh, I actually hate Assetto Corsa. So how yeah. do you how do you scan a track? Uh, there's I think you just told us. No, sorry, go on. You take eighteen thousand photos. No, but yeah, I, then with, you the scan scanner, with the laser scanner, the laser scanner like? Yeah, so the like, laser is placed in a single location, um, and then oh. it scans around itself and measures the, like the distance of objects away. Then you move it a certain amount and and scan again. It the the laser scanning took us about two days, and then the mm-hmm. photos took us about four or five hours of just walking and taking taking wow. photos. Yeah, oh, wow. So there's a half finished version for BeamNG uh, that is accurate within. Uh, Two thousandth of an inch or something like that. What's BMG? BMG is a racing sim physics sim that okay. is actually programmed by one of the drifters here on the island. Wow. Um, and it's uh yeah, so it's 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 my personal favorite. Both that it's not shitty like a set of Corsa, and there's going to be a bunch of drifters that that are mad at me for that. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I re- really like Beam so. All right, I'm gonna pretend like I'm mad that you said that about. Yeah, about be angry. I'm not. Uh, yeah. well, I can't. Yeah. Be- I can't rubble, believe you shit talk. Yeah, I can't believe you shit talk that game. I've never played and I've only seen on Instagram. <laughs> there's, there's definitely somebody who's gonna be mad about it, but I'm. I'm well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I, uh, Serial Nine famously had you had to get Marvin to run it for you guys when you were in the final bet one, right? Yeah, yeah. Marvin's like really good at it. So they're like Marvin drives. Gerard and Kevin are. Mouth, I've I never guess, done, I've know. never played a sim once. Yeah, okay. I've played it at Marvin's house. Yo, I played Ferrari like 355 challenge where you had to use the clutch in the arcade game. Ooh, that was that's the game. closest. That's the closest to a sim I've ever done. Yeah, that I'm really good, good at Mario game. Kart 64. Um, all right. Uh, why do no, I double tap that Z and like do the drift? Skirt, skirt. Um, yeah. why do uh, you hate a set of Corsa, which is it's tough. It's tough to like summarize it, but ultimately it's a very broken game that a lot of people have put tons of effort and time into unbreak. And so the base game that you sort of put all these mods into isn't really any very good. good. Yeah. Yeah. And so although the mods make it good, the actual base is, is no good. Oh, yeah. That seems like almost an analogy for a lot of people's cars, though, doesn't it? Like That's a lot fair. of people that probably like <laughs> same thing. It's like I put a lot of time and energy into a blitz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> into into a a blit? Yeah. Could have uh, bought a, a watch and just hung yeah. it out the window. Could have bought a fucking M3, <laughs> yeah. you know? Could have bought yeah. something that just it does the thing you're trying to do from stock, you know? So um when did you Quinn, when did you move to BC? Um, I lived in Ontario and I started drifting there. And at the time, drifting was kind of illegal in the sense of 
uh, even going onto the track, what they would do is they would, uh, they would find the track for running such a noisy event. And so there was almost no events at the time in the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, often they would sit outside of the track. And as soon as you drove off, off the track, you'd get a vehicle inspection. Um, uh, <laughs> it like literally out the driveway. So, um, I, a friend of mine was moving out here and it looked attractive and I saw a, a road on a map. I saw Munns road, M U N N S. Yeah. And I was like, I got to go drive that road. So we, we, we moved out here. Yeah, wow. to drive the road. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's right. Crazy. How <laughs> old were you when you did this? This is 2010. So, however old I was then, I like the I like the not giving up personal details. That's great. All <laughs> all we do is make up ages for. You can have my address. I just hate my age. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like my age either. I don't. I'm yeah. not okay with how. I can old give I you am. a door code. Uh, you can get in my house if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's Ryan, just say, every time Ryan asks me my age, I look at my watch. Can I add some random Gerardness to this right now? Yeah, that's what we're here for. And okay, so cars that are for sale. So, yo, Mark X Vertiga. You ever heard of that? Mark X Vertiga. It's a no. Vertiga. It's kind of fucking sick, man. So, Vertiga? different steering wheel, different interior, different front bumper. It's got badging Vertiga, whatever. But like, it's kind of sick. Like, and they're not expensive. Hell yeah. It's got like a totally different front bumper, Kevin. Because you know how like there's the Mark X's and they have arrow and they like look pretty good. This yeah. one has like basically like the you know how on the Aristos there's like that uh, not the VA three hundred that Eric used to have with the weird front bumper. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't have a lip. It's like an entirely new bumper. Yeah, this is basically that. It's kind of sick, and the interior is all black. And so, as yeah, a, you are just looking at cars that are for sale. Yeah. Here's what I actually want. Uh I've always wa- I always wanted a podcast where Gerard and Kevin argued with each other. Now I want a <laughs> sitcom where Quinn uh-huh. and Gerard live together, but just talk about like super obscure, like weird ass cars yeah. and the, like the minute differences between each of the cars and like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, just, I definitely am into like a little bit weird cars. And yeah. Well, the Mark not, X, maybe not. The Mark X would be popular eventually, I think. And the benefit of living in Canada is you get 10 years to develop yeah. products before it goes to the U S the only problem with the Mark X though, is it never came with the good engine. It only comes with the, the three liter max. It doesn't come with the two GR. Until like two thousand and like nine or whatever, I'm so still like, stuck on one GFE. That's the greatest motor ever made, and I know that's insane to say, <laughs> but I would pick a one GFE over a Beams any day. A Beams like like a three like SG, yeah, yeah. I would I would murder <sighs> for a one GFE. I mean, I threw it in the garbage. Oh my! I god. was gonna say. Oh my god! Next time, please. So to give you context <laughs> to why I like them, I was teaching drifting in the UK, and we yeah. have, over there they have IS two hundreds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and those are twenty five dollar cars. Like we were literally sitting, like eating somewhere, and this guy walked up to us, like, "Hey, you want to buy my? Like, I got one in my backyard." Uh, so there was twenty five of them at the school. They're all one GFEs. Mm-hmm. And those cars would start in the morning at 8 a.m. with no oil or like coolant. They would sit on limiter with a student who knows like they, some of the students show up and they don't know how to drive manual. So they just sit on like until 8 p.m. at night and they get turned off and that's it. And they would they would do that all day, every day. 
So I, I, I love the one GFE. You're only getting 150 horse, but you're getting 150 horse forever. Yeah. I, oh, know. I, I, I had it in my blit and I was like, this is the worst I, engine ever. If you're listening, I thought, to, I thought you anybody said, listening, like, yo, please like send me your one GFEs. Sorry. And I thought Gerard, when he had it, you were like, yo, this actually isn't even that bad. Like, no, I mean, like, maybe in, like, a Corolla, it would be cool, but, like, not in a normal size car. Like, literally <laughs> that car, that engine in my car, exactly like you said, it was at at least 80% throttle 90% of the time. Because mm. it was just, and it was obviously automatic, so it was just so fucking slow. 150 horse and maybe 150 pound-feet of torque in, like, a, you know, 30, 300-pound car. And it was just, like, put to the floor, weight. You know, maybe you're going a hundred. <laughs> you need to speed up from a hundred foot to the floor. Like it's just, yeah, you just drove it like you stole it all the time. Hell yeah! Uh, I feel like the, okay, there's like I feel like you've over like this. flown through time though, because it was like, how did you go from like, yeah. hey, we're getting like kicked off the like track because we're drifting to like, hey, I'm being flown I'm to the UK. UK to go teach drifting. Yeah, oh. where did that come from? Obviously, sometimes. Yeah, like, like what happened there? Yeah. Uh, time so has I'm, passed. <laughs> I worked at a, a shop in Ontario called Adrenaline Motorsports, and there's 9,000 Adrenaline Motorsports. Everybody calls their shop that. Yeah, um, right. They were a Supra specialist, so they they specialized in... Yeah, I bet you I know what font you guys had as your look. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> it, whatever you're thinking it is, yes. Um, but yeah, we, super, or we, we specialize in Supras. Uh, and so we basically restored Mark IV Supras and then like serviced everything else. And we had so many customers who would come in, they'd have 50 grand, they'd buy a brand new restored Mark IV Supra and they would drag it back on a trailer a week later, fold it in half and they'd drop another 50 grand in another one. Um, and it, it, although it was lucrative, we kind of had to teach them how to race their cars. So we started organizing track days um, and a couple of the track days I got to teach. And that was kind of like the or, like the like the origin point of trying to teach people how to race. Mm. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I knew a little bit more than they did. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so um, when I moved out here, it sort of became natural to try to help others get better at it. Um, I don't know how to segue this. Uh, there's there's a there's a bit of a deeper story. Um when I moved out here, I bought a Corolla for $250. You know, when you get AA sixes for cheap yeah. and it had rod knock and I pulled all the parts off it. And I put the, this eight, all these AA six parts in an E seven wagon. I had this spare shell sitting around. I traded a guy for the shell for a complete RX seven. The whole thing he gave me, he wanted a really wanted an AA six shell. He gave me an RX seven and I decided uh, I didn't want the RX seven. So one of the guys from cap D traded me the rx7 for free um admittance to cap d for life that was my deal <laughs> and so for the first couple of years I, I went and drove but it kind of felt shitty like i felt like i was stealing a little bit so i started helping and so i had this like like this sort of experience like teaching racing and then I felt guilty for like being the one who's not paying to be at cap D, even though I technically paid, I guess. Mm -hmm. So the two sort of came together and I sat in a lot of people's cars and said, Hey, you, you, this sucks. And this is good. Try this more and this less. Uh, and then eventually hey. I got to the point where we wrote the drift school and then that to UK, if you're trying to follow the, the thing. Yeah. Cause yeah, that was one thing that I, yeah. Like there were, you know, you would teach theory nights and 
you know, you were a big proponent of trying to help people better themselves as early as possible. And like, you know, it's kind of funny or I mean, it's not funny, but yeah, it feels like, you know, what would have taken us 10 years to learn or, or figure out what parts work on a car and what parts don't work on a car. And like now the people can learn, learn those theories and learn those setups in a weekend, you know, yeah. basically. Yeah. Drift. Uh, I've always maintained drifting is easy. Getting the chance to drive in a space that you're allowed to in a car that drifts well is hard. Um, so if you can provide a space that, you know, you're allowed to be in and a car that drives well, then most people can learn it pretty quickly. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, you're right. You know, you could literally teach your mom how to, how to do a drift. If you had an open course and a perfect, and a good setup car and a weekend, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I was also annoyed gonna... that nobody else sort of stepped up and wrote a course. Like we had, it was, it was so trial by fire. Like people would show up to cap D and they're like, I don't know. I bought a car. I put it together. I made mods. I don't know. If, and then they get in line and hit the wall. You're like, it's it, that sucks. So there needed to be a, a step in between there. I got a follow-up question. I'm going to sneak in there with it. And maybe you won't want to answer it because it's okay. too much. Are you, is it fair to say then that you are somewhere on the meter of responsible for helping develop the island driving style. You played a hand in it. But I have to ask someone else's question for them to be like, yeah, Quinn totally helped. Is this like a thing where you won't like toot your own horn? Because it kind of uh, sounds like the answer is yes, but go on. It feels like, yeah, it feels like you can't say no to that question, but like you also can't put all of it no, I know. Um, on one person's shoulders either, by any means. Uh, I agree, but I said a uh, meter. There's a meter. It's <laughs> yeah, a I know. You had to ask the no. question. That's your job. Yeah, ask, ask the tough questions. Do you guys eat, tough with, eat with like westernized utensils or chopsticks? It depends what I'm eating. Okay. Depends where I'm at, whom I'm with, you know? <laughs> okay. So you've used a fork before? Yes. Okay. So we can talk about the fork in the road where, where uh, <laughs> Cap D had this moment where they really wanted to be uh, DMCC. They wanted to be the next professional level, um, which there was some people that were, were achieving that, especially a lot of Vancouver drifters uh, were achieving that, but a lot of the Islanders were not. And I remember specifically there was a meeting where they were going to jack up the prices to like $150 to come and drive. And then they were, they were going to change the rules that everybody's got to have a good looking car with roll cages and body kits, all that stuff, which was awesome. But it basically excluded 90% of the people that were going there. That were already and, there, yeah. Yeah. And there, uh, so I, the one thing that I think the claim to fame, if I was doing any claim to fame, is I remember that meeting and I remember yelling at that meeting and saying it needs to stay at $60. Um, mm. And uh, that's kind of where Cap D succeeded. Weirdly enough, is we focused on pre-tech. So I recently did a bunch of American events, and American events are like you sign the sheet, you pro- you sign the sheet, you promised us that the car is safe, uh, but you have to have a cage because we didn't actually check. So if you crash, you have <laughs> yeah. something, right? Like they don't actually Sick. take the effort to look at your car and be safe. Where we sort of mm. did it the other way around, we made sure that even the shitty cars had the basics so that they can stop and turn. And that they have tires on, they have tires on them and the lights work. Um, and that allowed us to keep it $60 and to allow cageless tandems for a very long time. So it made it very attainable. And so that's, if I want to make any claim to fame, I just want to make that where I tried to fight to keep it attainable for poor people like myself. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So that way uh, everyone got good because they got seat time. 
Seat time. Well, also, changed. like it's now now you got ninety dollars to spend on tires instead of one hundred and fifty on the whole event. You know. Hell yeah. Yeah, I've had a few, so I'm putting everything on your shoulders now. Congratulations! No, uh, yeah, that's, that's how it works in my brain. Um, okay, so the island wanted to go that way. Some point you're flowing around to teach people drifting. You just said you're in. You do events in the U.S. You're driving in the U.S. Is that what's happening? I've, I've driven a couple. Um, I did uh, Formula Drift earlier this year, so I went down and was a uh, engineer for a prospect team. Um, I read yeah. some very positive things from that team about your relationship with them and what they thought you brought to them. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time. Um, uh, we were not very successful in the the traditional measurement of successful, um, but uh, I tried to lay down. I assume that would be winning. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to give you to give you, to give you context. Um, uh, they didn't win a single battle all the previous year at all, like zero. Um, and this year we managed to make it to top eight in an event. And a lot of that wasn't making race car engineering changes. It was making logic changes. Uh, and so I went down there to fix his car and I found out that I needed to fix the approach instead. Nice. Yeah. Uh, are system. we talking about why are we not, just so I know, is there a reason? Can you delve more into that? Because no, yeah, I just sure. want to know sounds, the team. Can a you, bit, you say the oh, team or not? Yeah, it's um, it's a, a gentleman sir. called Alex Licklider. He's out of um, close to Baltimore in Maryland. Okay, um, he drives for NST. He's got an FRS. Non-stop tuning. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and so yeah, I yelled at him on a uh, FRS drift facebook post he was somebody was going off about sway bars and i, I yelled at him and immediately it was like this little message like what the hell are you talking about and he was very angry and then we kept talking and i kept sort of backing up my points and then it turned into four hour sessions with diagrams over the course of like <laughs> seven or eight sessions and then he invited me down to come like try to help oh. fix his stuff so yeah, yeah. wow look at you um, Quinn. you're living quite the life and no, we just like i love no. i love finding out like just by accident it like slips in there it's like and then i was in the uk but like this starts with you like i wanted to drive a road in bc so i moved and then it's just whoop, right to the yeah. top yeah All yeah right. when i asked when i asked quinn to be on and he was like why would anyone want to know about what i've done and i was like the fact that you think that way further exasperates how ridiculous you are <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Oh, why would anyone want to be on this? I just uh, <laughs> told an FD team how to run their shit. Yeah, that's great. And I'm I had a hand in helping develop some of the best driving in Western Canada. Oh, cool. That's uh, great. Uh, it's uh, hard no, for me no to hear big. this stuff. To be fair, yeah. No, I get it. I don't know anyone who would walk around and say that stuff. I know one person who'd walk around and say that stuff about themselves. Who's that? <laughs> uh, no. no so- so can we hire you to teach Ryan to be a better drifter than me? How long would that take? Oh, afternoon. Yeah, right. That's what I think yeah. too. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not even good. I wanted. I wanted to say this. This is aside from everything that we're doing right now. Like the, the, uh, I, I want to buy I've Ryan been... a Christmas gift, and it's private lessons on how to drive. <laughs> um. Gerard has to car. build the car, so it no in your own car. Yeah, exactly. Gerard. Yeah, yeah. The car. So Gerard's my yeah. Gerard's my crew manager. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyway, what I uh, was going to say, as a side, Kevin, I was looking at footage of you driving today. You are a very exciting driver to watch. Like the footage of you at Spirit Thanks, Peaks. I was like, oh shit! Like Kevin's oh, yeah. like very entertaining to watch. So congratulations! I Thanks. I wanted to let you know that in a private message, but now I've said it on a recording. In a, anyway, in a public forum, yeah. <laughs> this isn't about us. Also, in the video, I can tell that you're annoyed at me again, which is very <laughs> funny. <laughs> I feel like I'm. I feel that's just my mo. I'm just, you know, I'm just annoyed. Yeah, it's not just... usually just like when a video camera's on. Quinn, just a little bit of uh, uh, to let you in on this. Uh, I make videos of the two of them occasionally, mm, and new whenever medicine. I do it, no, yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, they're yeah, Popless. Uh Whenever I do it, I I ask questions. Gerard is a great sport about it; answers all the questions. And Kevin always looks annoyed that I'm talking to him to try to drive the plot of the video forward. Like, like, why are you asking me questions? And then he watches the video. He's like, "Oh, I see. I needed to say what we were doing so we could move to the next." Anyway, it's important. I I recently just got it. Yeah, where I'm just like. Ryan, like like we're leaving the restaurant to go to the track. We just talked about this. Why are you asking? Like, <laughs> oh, because now we're filming and you're you're trying to set the scene. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm an I'm an idiot. Uh <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um anyway, enough about us. That's not what we're here for. Back to Quinn, who has lived a magnificent life. I've I'm I'm very much enjoying this. Um okay, so I don't know how to get you to say the cool things that you've done because it just feels like they like slip out by accident. So well, maybe I'll just ask a few questions. Yeah, that is the best way. But we only got a set amount of time. Uh, so, Quinn, how many different countries have you taught drifting in? Um, five. That's a lot of countries. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Is that counting um, Canada? As it does country? count Canada, yeah. Okay, yeah. sick. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I count Canada. We are a country. country. Yeah. Yeah, we're a sovereign. <laughs> okay, go so, on. Uh, how many Canada. how many continents? Uh, oh, um three, four, three, three, oh, three, shit. three, three. <clears throat> yeah. uh, four um, would be four would be really impressive, but three is already very impressive. Yes. Most of them, to be fair, most of them were were either impromptu, or like it wasn't like I haven't was, been like, to, to three me. continents. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fair. Um, so <laughs> Canada, to you, buddy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fucking Gerard, tell us about some more endangered birds. <laughs> You can see the reflection uh, of the birds off his glasses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking at hunting <laughs> photos of him. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. People like, yeah. Look at all these birds super, the, the best way to kill macaws. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or toucans, I should say. Um, okay, uh, what are the countries that you've taught in? So uh, I, I want to know. Yeah, Canada, the US, um, Australia, the UK, and Japan. Shit. Yeah. You went to the motherland and taught drifting to... That's... Yeah, it was. I it don't was know. A, it, it was extremely impromptu. So we were on the top of Mount Ibuki. We had gone with um, the team Tetsujin team. Team Tetsujin does the D D one team as well as they uh, do a bunch of RC stuff. Yeah, uh, this was an RC trip for a couple of Vancouver guys that we sort of tagged along with, and uh, part of their reward for them kind of being over there in Japan was uh, while we were at Mount Ibuki, there was a rental car, um, and like a rental drift car. 
Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> not only did a couple of the guys not drive manual, so they were RC drifters, but they'd never driven manual, mm. but some of the team Tetrogen um, employees were sharing the day and also didn't know how to drift. So I got, I got voluntold to kind of give instructions that day. <laughs> um to show some of these guys how to how to do just basic stuff like donuts and, and even just one of the driver one of the guys just wanted to learn how to drive manual for the first time so we're up on like mount obuki like where they run like fd japan like okay yeah slowly bring the clutch up you know like yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> what a time yeah that's cool um where was your favorite place that you taught um, I really enjoyed teaching the UK. People don't, people here don't realize how big the UK drift scene is, but basically there's a drift day happening at a track somewhere any day of the month. Um, and because the UK is so small, it's yeah, probably it's wet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's there, always drifting whether they want to be or not. There's so much seat time. There's three different professional drift leagues there. So if you don't like one, you can actually be like, fuck those guys and just go drive another one. That's so um, cool. So there's tons of drifting there. And that was really fun. We were living under the, like the bleachers at a track called Rockingham and Corby. Um, and I went there twice, two different summers to teach. Uh, and it was, it was a really good time. Um, there was there was one gentleman I remember who was I I took a photo with him because I was very happy that we got him doing consistent donuts. He had had a very severe head injury, and so Dad brought him out on a private day, and you would give him an instruction, and then ten seconds later we'd click in. It was like this huge <laughs> gap, so you had to like plan your instructions 10 seconds ahead of time ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. And all he could do is like nod yes or no. So you also had to like structure your questions in a way that could result in a yes or no. That was fun. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Um, I got to ponder some more ponderance here. If anyone else has, <laughs> I feel like I got uh, like a short amount of time with a giant encyclopedia and the internet uh -huh. doesn't exist. <laughs> and you're the encyclopedia what's the favorite your favorite car to drift i love corollas and yeah i would i would murder to drive corollas all the time yeah what's the most powerful car you drifted uh when we were in japan we got to rip around in a uh jzx 100 mark ii it had 500 horse nice yeah that was how good did, how did you like that uh the owner got mad at me because he spun on his demo run and i didn't and then he kind of like shunned me from driving the car for the rest of the day. Oh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's a car. It's you, know, you, know, you know what that feels like? Yeah, no, no. That, feels like <laughs> that feels like big watch energy. <laughs> it was a little, yeah. No, he's a very, he's a super nice man. Yeah. <laughs> What's that's the, like, current, what do you have currently? I have a lovely 82 Corolla wagon uh, named Doug. Uh, it was formerly uh, Jacqueline Child's car. Uh, it's a light blue one with some pink and yellow stripes on it. Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah. All 62 horsepower. Are you a car namer or did the car come with a name? The car came with the name. Yeah. But are uh, you I've a named car some namer? cars. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We've got a series of, we were talking about liftback curlers and I had Betsy. I had Betsy Black. I had Betsy White and Betsy Blue. Uh, so I had multiple different liftbacks with the, the Betsy name on them. Yeah. Nice. Do you I, like Celicas? Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. It's Celica. Super okay. live. 
eight-way sound system, the new Celica by Eddie Murphy. Um, <laughs> I love Celicas. And secretly, Celicas are actually AA6s. A lot of people look over them. But um, like the 60 series Celica was sold in Japan as an AA63 with a 4AG. Yeah, um, and it's literally the 6.7 rear end. It's the same struts and everything in the front. It's just a different body, mm-hmm. and yet uh, they're really slept on here. So weirdly enough, you could build a car that feels like an AA6 without actually paying AA6 money. And that's what right year. That's uh, that would be like a 76 up or something. Um, 78 up. It's it's sort of you could start as back in the RA 21s if you really yeah. wanted to. Um, but this would be an RA 64, not a 65, 65 independent rear end, but the 64 and, and like RA 60 and all that stuff starts in about 82. Okay. The, yeah. So that's the weird, like flat hood with the four square headlights. Uh, uh, no, after that, um, that the, the early ones had flip forwards headlights and then the later ones had flip up headlights. Is that the last vestige of Corolla essence? Like the A86 became way too much, and then people knew if they knew that the TE was like a cooler looking AE, so they got all of those up, and now those are those are jacked up. So now you can maybe get an RA21 or yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think those Celicas are sick. Jason, honestly, like it took me so long to like the weird notchback one, the angry taillight uh, one. Those are yeah. sick. Yeah, but like, man, there's this one super old photo where it looks like it's been shot in the quarter panel with a shotgun and it's like lowered on like street fins. It's white and it's owned by a girl. Dude, it's so good. Yeah. It's so, so good. I know that car. And that yeah. car, but I was like, oh, okay, wait, no, I do love this car. Like, Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. yeah Jason, Jason DeBrun was I, on that, like, so, uh, uh, yeah. Dude, yeah. like, no, like, the, I mean, I, yeah, that, I swear that photo that I'm talking about is like 10 years old. This is like, when Gerard was photoshopping wheels at like Keep Labs, like, yeah. <laughs> like that photo was like an already car that existed. But yeah, I know the the guy who Jason got that car off of, he he wanted to trade me that for the Aristo, and I was like, dude, like I would, but like the entire reason I'm getting rid of this car is I have a car on the way from Japan right now, and I need the room, so like I can't be trading it for another car. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted that car so bad. It's great, and Jason drives it really hard. I he love does, that Jason does, does that. No. He takes cool cars and drives them hard. It's sick. Yeah, and then he fucks them up and fixes them and drives them hard again. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, his his black car that he had with the V eight that was yeah. that was my that was my Betty Black. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. That oh, particular right. body style is I, I it's not for me. <laughs> I'll say that um, that particular one. isn't that the one we were talking about that weird yeah, they're great on? yeah there's a two-door wagon and you can roll down the front windows and the back windows and you have no b pillar no yeah that's sick. the one yeah, yeah that that is kind of sick for yeah. sure all right yeah, we used to have the i old... just don't like i don't like things i don't like the hat in hatch. <laughs> uh no it's fine keep talking no i don't mind no, I was going to say we had the, the old Celica seventy two Celicas that when you rolled on the windows too, there's no pillar. Yeah, those those um those E sevens are like that all the way up until eighty three. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I think Celicas are dope. That's the car yeah. I would have. But my heart actually, sorry, last last thing, my my actually favorite old Toyota is the Corona. Okay, you uh like ST one four one Corona. So. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so there's the one that has the round headlights, but the grill goes into it the goes, hood. Grill I goes up into the hood. I think yeah. it's a 78 or a 76. Okay. 
two door four door of course okay uh, I mean, I had, I, I had a couple of Coronas, but yeah, this is the, is a four door. Cause when I was, a, when I was younger, when I first moved to BC, there was one that used to rip around all the time. It was slam four door black, white. It was a, I think those come with a 20 R or maybe an 18 R. <clears throat> They're a really weird car. Cause they yeah. actually use the frame from the Toyota Hilux. Um, even though it's, it's unibody. And yeah, it has the upper same... lower arm front suspension, right? And the frame rails come in and almost pinch and touch. You can't put like weird swaps in it. Like it's it's a what? really complicated car to modify. Weird. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, give it up, Gerard. You it can't was slammed on like <laughs> no. widened steelies and stuff. And it was just like that was like one of the cars that I always saw. Because back when I first moved here, there's just tons and tons of like five tads and Corollas and this and that. And then that car was like. I'd only see it once in a while at night. And I was like, yo, what the hell is that thing? And it sounded sick because the 18RG and 20Rs, 18Rs and 20Rs had that like much deeper sound than like all the Corollas and stuff. And I was like, man, that thing was really sick. And then I remember seeing it one time, finally like not ripping down the road. And I was like, yeah, that thing's cool. And it was the only four-door car that I like thought looked cool. Cause it has like a bit of like haunches on the back and like, then the grill went into the hood and it still had a little hip. Yeah. Yeah. Like round headlights. And I was like, that thing's cool, but they're really, really unpopular. That's for sure. Cause I look, they were really expensive comparatively. So like you could buy a Corolla for like five grand and then those were like $9,000. So people, very few people bought them, even though you didn't really get that much better of a car. If, if anything, you kind of got like a less of a car. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was heavy. It was slower, but it was more luxurious for sure. Yeah, I remember looking at this crown that was like it reminded me of like a MX thirty two Cressida, um, and it had a twenty R. And uh, we had like done some tree work at the woman's house, and like it was seven hundred like she was going to sell to me for seven hundred and fifty dollars, and it was sort of like that was a bit of money to me at the time, and I didn't really have any room for it, and it was like you know, I'd have to have it insured all the time and park it on the street. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, yeah, I think, I think even Gerard maybe even talked me out of it at the time. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, like he's just like, what, what the hell are you going to do with that? And I'm like, I don't, I'm going to make it so crazy. And he's like, you can't do any of that. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, you're right. And like, yeah, I never bought it, but I man, like. I, uh, I base my purchases on, on how many bushings the car has, the more bushings, the less interest I'm in. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> you got that's the only if you think of a car it's glass it's steel aluminum uh sometimes brass and then rubber and the only thing you actually have to do to restore a car besides fix rust is replace all the rubber so the less rubber the car has to start with the better the car is <laughs> yeah but if some cars just rust like crazy you know oh hell yeah <laughs> so this is a question awesome. we've talked about on the podcast a ton but you know, it would be good to get an outsider's opinion from someone who is about getting people into drifting a lot, and from their own admission, sounds like they're super cheap. What's oh, yeah. the what's the best car to buy right now if you want to get into drifting? Right this this moment at this time, like if somebody listens to this later, this advice is no good. Well, not to, you know, no, like within the current, you know, um, I, Yo, I just saw this car. It's for sale. Yeah. <laughs> this one this right is now. The phone yeah. Number. yeah. Uh, no, honestly, uh, I would love for more people to buy and it, you're going to cringe at this V6 Mustangs. Um, because like not only are they basically free at this point, like there's so many of them. Um, but 
you not they're awful cars they're actually awful cars uh like but s95 mustangs yeah yeah hell yeah um okay. <laughs> and write them off like just use that as a learning chassis figure it out from there there's a ton of aftermarket support for them and any of the V8 stuff that people throw out for their big V8 upgrades is an upgrade for the V6 stuff. So you basically get like this really good plethora of parts to learn on a, on a, on a shitty car. And then once you like, once you're better than the car at driving, then you can move on to something really cool. I mean, I don't, I don't hate your mentality. Yeah. No, but now this kind of leads me to another thing that we've talked about. And I wonder where Quinn, those things sound awful. They're awful yeah, they're cars. My man, Gerard. They're yeah, absolute use. shit. Yeah, like yeah. awful cars. Um, so, side note: Do you know why the here's a really weird take on Mustangs? By the way, if you're if you're okay with this, yeah, I'm here no. for it. Let's um, do it. Nobody rabbit knows. Rapid hole. <laughs> nobody knows it's a British car. A Mustang's a British car. Yeah. So or that one. one. So <laughs> every hot rod uses mustang 2 suspension the mustang yeah. 2 was the actually secretly the best mustang ever which people locally in north america consider the worst mustang because it was ugly but it actually had the best suspension it's ba- the front end's almost identical to a miata it's a dual a-arm with like with i like used a to have a pinto rock. so i know everything about yeah that. hell yeah <laughs> i was about to say my yeah. man you guys are about yeah. to become best friends yeah. but here's the thing uh they were a commercial failure and so ford yeah. panicked and they they brought over the chassis. Is that the Mach Two? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they had Mach Two, but uh, it was it was the Mustang Two. It was just that yeah, was the okay. name of it. Mach Two was, was like a sub model, but yeah. Okay, sorry. But yeah, they brought over the Ford Granada chassis from the UK from the set like 1973 Ford Granada. Brought it over, rebodied it, and called it a Fox body. Um, <laughs> And then they kept making that until two, basically 2010 with new bodies on it. And it was just the same British chassis from the early 70s. Re- so they have- Granadas are pretty sick though. They are cool, yeah. <laughs> um, and they're kind of how Hyundai started and that's a whole other mess of a, a ridiculous, but yeah. What? Uh, so uh, side note, Hyundai- um, The first uh, Hyundai ponies. Pre-pony, the, before the pony, Hyundai was actually Hyundai Ford. The Hyundai yeah. Embryo. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the first Hyundai's were actually Ford Granadas that were built in Korea uh, by Hyundai, uh, and then eventually they rebodied them and made the Stellar. And then after the Stellar, they rebodied the Stellar to make the Pony and the Pony, the Pony one and a half technically, um, and then eventually the front wheel drive Hyundai Pony, which we got the, the Excel. But anyways, the the Mustang. The reason it has no steering lock is it. Ha- okay, hold up, hold up. We're gonna. This is this is a big rent. You ever seen the videos of people getting hit in crowds with with Mustangs? Obviously, I do you know why? That there's Instagram. a scientific reason that happens, and it's not cultural. It, the culture doesn't help, for yeah. sure. Like the the meatheads that buy them, that you're know, like. But the reason that occurs is Ford tried to save money on on them by not putting a panhard bar. They took the upper two four links and triangulated them. Yeah, and then. Yeah. To, to delete so it's after a year those bushings are worn out so the axle not only wobbles back and forth uh but it, it moves for, front and back so that's and when they, they put always, shocks for half 
Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. To save money on that panhard bar, it's insane. But additionally, on the front end, they don't use traditional McPherson struts. They use modified McPherson struts, meaning the the shock is the strut like a like a McPherson, except but the, the spring is on the lower. Yeah, end. yeah, 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 yeah. And so that spring now is in the way of the steering lock. So they have to reduce the amount of steering they have from factory so that the, the factory wheels don't hit. So, yeah. they, so when they you ne- start to do a tank slap, or you, you, you have you no, have, you no can't choice. catch it. Yeah. The other thing is nobody notices, but the, the engine's in front of the front wheels. It's not on top. It's not behind. It's past the front axle. So they're, they're nose heavy to begin. They're awful cars. Awful. So it's basically funny. buy that car and once Wreck you it. can drive the shit out yeah, of that car, yeah. you can drive fucking anything. <laughs> yeah. So the funny, funny thing is I was 16 years old. My first car was a Volvo GT. Basic oh, yeah. car, 120 horsepower, but well set up. You know, it's European, had a panhard bar, five link in the back. Hell yeah. First struts in the front. My buddy had a Mustang. Same thing equivalent. It was a V6 box body, whatever. Was it a V6? Might have been a four-cylinder, whatever. Same basic car. His was auto, mine was five-speed, but like, whatever. I would just drift the thing in the rain nonstop all day long, like every corner, no problem. And then one time we were skipping school, we went to the Guilford Mall parking lot. Before there used to be like this S turn that you would do, like, you know, like in first or second gear or something like that. I took his car for a drive once and I was like, what in the fuck is this? Like, literally just like had zero handling, like, like no initiation, <laughs> no catching it, no traction, no steering lock, nothing. Like, it just had nothing that my basic volvo had so the volvo had steering lock the volvo had balance the volvo had you know like it wasn't like a light or a heavy car and it certainly wasn't a powerful car but i guess the gt had like sway bars and stuff like that so it was like you know and it was easy to drive and i mean back then it wasn't really called drifting it was just power sliding but like like in the rain in all the winter months, I would just be sliding the car around nonstop. Like we'd leave school and I'd be like drifting between people walking, leaving school. And it was like so easy to do. But in the Mustang, I was like, don't do that. Terrified. Don't do it. Yeah, it's awful. Like just yeah. terrified to even like really turn crazy the thing. slow steering ratio oh. and everything. It's nuts. Yeah, I could see that. All right. This podcast right here has done more to curve my love of Fox bodies than anything <laughs> in the last 20 years has. No? Have you ever driven a Fox body, Kevin? No, that's what you always tell me. You're like, they're oh. terrible. I'm like, no, man, I want oh. a Fox body. Did You're you like, not see like, Chelsea the Denofa's? Car ever. They had to move the front wheels like a foot forwards just to make it steer correctly. Like, no, if you look I, at his like, arches, they're like, know like, like, they're, you know, like, yeah, he's bringing tra- it to LZ Invitational. Oh, <laughs> he built yeah, one like, it's a, right it's now. It's a, it's a Fox body with what? What's the engine in it? It's they've a, got a, one, a, what's that one dude though? Eco Boost. Crazy yeah. Eco slammed boost. one though. Yeah. I mean, that thing has got an entire tube. I know, I know. So it's, it's, basically, like, it's basically an entire tube car. I mean, I do think yeah. they look cool and I like the, yeah. I like the like I did, Surrey I, culture of Fox yeah. body Mustang. <laughs> like I'm from Surrey, so like yeah. I like that, but like yeah. they're terrible cars. I know, you've told me so like, many The times. second you put your hand on the door handle and open it, yeah. The fucking game is over. Like they're just yeah. out of they the guard. The they don't have frame rails. Locks, the, door the, the, locks. the frame rail stops at the at the firewall and then starts at the rear axle. The entire floor, the whole thing is flat. Cheap. Dude, Corollas are like that too. They have a giant yeah. missing part of frame rail. There's a tiny little piece at the back of the door, but it does go all the way behind the driver. <laughs> One of the <laughs> most popular things for Fox bodies back in the day was 
frame rail connectors. So yes, yeah, you had it to weld like frame rails in it. Yeah, and it was like this piece that not only the cars had the shittiest floor ever, so when you lowered them, they had no travel anyways, and then they would just... And then you'd have to put these giant fucking things underneath the car to, like, make it not a wet noodle, and it, and they would just scrape, and, like, it was so dumb. Everything about those cars is so dumb. If you dumb. launch a stock Fox body on, like, grippy tires, you'll twist the chassis from factory in the stock 302. It's awful. Yeah. The garbage. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. All right. I wanted to go... <laughs> I like the Ryan's out of his Kevin said rabbit hole, and then we did the rabbit hole. And uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I think this might be, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know how to get into this. Maybe I'll just say it. Rip the bandit off. I was on Instagram yesterday, and apparently people were arguing about different styles of drifting again for some reason. I don't know how this It'll, came up. It's never I, gonna stop. I think someone made a video comparing like a uh, West Coast drift team to uh, a Midwest drift event and then saying like drifting should be exciting. And it's like, obviously. And the the juxtaposition was like the West Coast drift team was on each other's doors and the Midwest drift event wasn't a door-to-door tandem. But they had um, nicer cars? Yeah, I think that was what they were getting at. So, Quinn, now, if I'm listening to this and I don't know anything about drifting, you've taught drifting in a a myriad of different countries. I've just been advised to buy a car that I care nothing for, get behind the wheel and and drive, which is, I might argue, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, is not the, um, is not how the three of us approach cars, if that's fair to say, Gerard. Kevin and myself, I think I will all, say, yeah, say it. a lot of the most fun times I've had in cars are in cars I did not care anything about. But you did sell your G35. Yeah, but that wasn't a car I didn't care anything about. That was a car I hated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I so, felt very strongly about that. All right. <laughs> But I would feel strongly about a car I didn't like. I think, like, uh, you know... Uh, it's a car you like, but you paid so little for it that you right. don't care what happens. So and that and brings the, you a freedom. Got it. Anyway, in but the yeah, anyway. age-old question, Quinn, where do you fall on the scale of, like, drift cars should look dope versus seat time? Great question. Like, 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 where is it? Where is the spectrum of like cool this, shit? To... This question has already been addressed in our in our drift school pamphlet that I wrote. There is a page about this. There are two parts to being good at drifting. Can you read drive... the page? Uh, I could. I'll just tell you it off the top of my head. Off two... art. Yeah. 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 There's two parts to, to to being good at drifting. One is driving well, and two is looking good. Um. So until you achieve both then you can't, you're not actually good at drifting. So, oh. um, cause dr- drifting has always been a style sport. It's not about, there's no stopwatch. You can't, you can't win. Right. So the only way to really be good at it is to look good doing it and to look good doing it. Not only you have to look good in a photograph, <clears throat> you have to look good in a video as well. And yeah. so some people go for that photograph look where they're like their car looks sideways, but it's just somebody caught them spinning. It, it ha- you have to drive a good looking car. Well, yeah. All right. 
Is that, uh, is that the, obviously that's penultimate or like the pinnacle of drifting, but like, you know, what, you know, which side, when you fall off the mountain, what side are you falling to? I can't afford for my cars to look good. So I, I try to drive them really well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Additionally though, it's, it's a cheaper approach in the long run. If you drive a dumpy car, get good at it and then drive a cool car. Um, yeah. You can do it the other way though. And there's some people that have been successful driving a good looking car poorly and then eventually getting good at it. That's my approach. That's <laughs> my approach. Oh, man. Just make the sickest yeah. car and like try to drive it as best I can, which is usually not that great. So, <laughs> oh, uh, so, so can I interject a question here? Um, yes. So when you spend so much time driving that sick looking car that maybe doesn't handle well, is that making you a better driver? Are you learning how to drive around issues? You know what I mean? When you're like, oh, like, you know, one of the last events I was going to, it was like, I really wanted to throw this backwards entry, but if I went to maximum lock, my front wheels would grind on the tie rod or grind on the tension rod, and that would scrub the front and cause the back to over-rotate, and I would mm-hmm. spin. So I'd have to, like, try to catch it just before absolute full lock, or else, it, you know, and, That's and a not... terrible time. Exactly, because like I'm using a front wheel that isn't the ideal setup on my front wheel and like all these other compromises. But, I, you know, I want to drive still. I want to get the practice. I want to have the fun. But it's mm. not the setup I'm used to or the best setup for my car. But yeah, um, I taught grip racing for a while. And in that perspective, um the ultimate Is that like lim- a cowichin on the island or yeah in i was an instructor well i, I was guess an instructor on, on both uh both uh but i was an instructor at the the vimc the vancouver island motorsports circuit for a while but um well that would come up often is we'd have people who have really fast cars and are shitty drivers then we had people who are really slow slow cars and are really good drivers uh even in drifting um the whatever is the lower of the two will be the limiting factor if that makes sense so yeah, if the car sure. sucks and you're awesome at driving, yeah, you can work with it, but ultimately you can't do, you don't have as yeah. wide a range of, of, of opportunity as. Yeah. Your box isn't as big. Yeah. Yeah. What if you're a bad driver with a bad car? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the Mustang. Just write it off and work, work from there. <laughs> write it off. Yeah. All right. Just not you, like, I, you know what this is? This is just Quinn's vendetta against Mustangs. He's trying to get, his, <laughs> he's trying to get every Mustang written off. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'll tell you, I'm annoyed. I'm absolutely annoyed. I picked Corollas because they were free. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I I had 13 AA sixes at ten thousand dollars in AA sixes, one hundred thirty thousand dollars of AA sixes that I, I like literally were free for me, and I really wish I would have kept till now. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can never foresee that, and no. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. when people but, are giving you a car for free, you can't be like, man. This car's gonna be worth twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no yeah. way you can associate that with that at that time, you know. Yeah. Uh, all right, I want to get to this or store I... them. Oh, he's got a question. Uh, your admiration for wheels, and yeah. then when you visit Speed Hero, there is a lot of. Yeah, you're like a wheel design wheels? firm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's the question? I, don't know. <laughs> I just want to. I I kind of just want to talk about wheels with you. Get your take on wheels. Uh, I we've been following each other on Instagram. I saw that you left a note. None, none of these wheels have 
quite come to fruition yet. Is that true? Yeah. Like I know, I, I know that it's been close or you've been in talks or you've been trying to get a uh, certain amount of people interested or. Sure. Yeah. Um, I have prototypes sitting on the wall in the room next next to me. Uh, two actual wheels. Um, they can't be used. There's not. There's some things that are incorrect about them. But uh, we got close. I um I designed some wheels, and a gentleman from Australia decided he wanted to invest in them, and then he stole seventeen thousand dollars of my customers' uh, money, and we had to back charge him through Visa to get our money back. So um, I've been very discouraged with that. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. No doubt. I have some That's... dreams to do it again. I've read it, I wrote a Kickstarter a long time ago and did nothing with it so far, but yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, honestly, like the like group buy or the pre sale or the all of that is just like not a not a fun thing. Um, the problem I have a hurdle that is a hurdle for no one else is I <clears> hate <throat> CNC wheels that are. Like if I'm trying to make a late seventies, early eighties wheels, they didn't have CNCs. There was no CNC. So when you see, when you like machine wheels that way, it doesn't look correct. Um, and so I'd rather make a correct looking wheel than, uh, than have like, the, I don't know. I, I'm annoyed. Uh, I've been trying to sand cast the wheels for a couple of years now. Um, and every sand casting place is like, well, we don't, we recommend CNCing. You, you, you can't sand cast a wheel forgetting that every aluminum and magnesium wheel since the dawn of like the horse and carriage until yeah, about up until like 78 or something, pro- probably all the way up until the like mid nineties, to be fair, we're still sand cast. So like, uh, it's a dead art and I'm having trouble finding the right connection to, uh, get all I need to do is make centers and we're ready to go. Um, Alex is sitting there twiddling his thumbs at home, waiting for me to drop centers off. And I just can't find a sandcaster that, that I can afford and to, to, that will actually say yes. So much so that I've actually written a, um, uh, a, a plan to trick sandcasters into. So I made the, I, I saw, I did in SolidWorks a fake table where the wheel center is part of the center of the table yeah. um, to make it look like an outdoor patio set. Cause they'll sandcast patio sets. Right. And so like, like, Hey, this is the piece I need made uh, for my patio set. Can you make these? And I'm waiting for them to say yes. And then I can actually make wheel centers. Cause I'm so annoyed that I can't get them staying. <laughs> But you still have to machine the backside stuff. Yeah, yeah. There still has to be machining past that. But most of the stuff, it's every design that I do that I want to make is specifically not only designed with like sand casting draft angles in it, but it's designed that only a lathe needs to touch it afterwards. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah. So I plan it all in, but nobody will cast them. And I can't afford to like brute force it, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. That might be the most car hipster thing I've ever heard. And I mean, don't mean like, oh, I'm like, I don't mean like the dumb, like, I don't mean like, like that, like, oh, dude, doing car so, shit. I mean, like, the actual, like, you might actually have, have coined the, like, I don't want to use modern technology to realize my dream. And part of your dream is this very, like, yeah, I love it. I, specific, I think yeah. it's great. I think it's great to have that attention to detail and feel that strongly about. I'm anything. very, I very pat. I've told people to fuck off because they want to say like CNC. And I'm like, no, like go away. Um, <laughs> what knobby is still sand? What they're still sandcasted to this day. People are like, oh, I would never put sandcast wheels on. You're crazy. You're crazy. Grandpa, grandpa's like dragster with their like 
like American racing whatever's on there. Yeah. Those are sandcasts. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I love it. So, yeah, exactly. Man, good for even you early BBS this. wheels are sandcast. Jeez. So you got all these. It's, it's honestly interesting because that happens in every industry in every way. It's just like. The minute there's like a new tool, people instantly forget about all the old ways, completely write it off and say that it's 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 old and stupid and backwards and can't work. But it's like, well, it worked up until right now, literally <laughs> right now, it was still working. And you're just like, no. Yeah, yeah it's it's true. It's really weird. Um, uh, somebody just, just like literally yesterday was going off on me about CNCing the wheels and stuff. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm ready for sand casting if, if anybody's listening, <laughs> but then you get that wheel that looks like a CCW and it, who wants that? CCW? Oh, this, Which one's that? Those should, those would be CNC. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No, and that's what I mean. That. Like you end yeah. up with a wheel that looks like that, and it's like it's who wants perfect. that? But I mean, not necessarily. Like you could, like Hayashi's, they just have like the the faces machined off. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, most most modern ish wheels. Like even I remember, like when I <clears throat> back in the day got the C five Cs, like Panasports and shit like that, because we used to just take the paint off and polish them. And like I remember, you just use. Uh, like gasket remover, and then you just see the freshly machined face, and the whole rest of it is cast. It's not sand cast, but it's still. Well, I guess those are forged, but technically, you know, every edge is not smooth except for the machine surfaces. Yeah, hell yeah. CNC. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, it's. I feel like you're saying versus like a whatever CCW, which is like the entire thing. It's just just like sh- looks like. Yeah, fucking it, it, gross. It looks like uh, you know, you know what? My, my son mind, came my up with mind a wheel. was fucking boggled when when copies of those wheels came out, and I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck? Like those are the ugliest, shittiest wheels to start with, and now they're wrecked? Like what? Like who the fuck is buying these wheels?" But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like you can still like if you cast cast them, like not sand cast, but like like if they're just cast. They could definitely look the same. They're not the same, but like, I feel like they would look closer than an entire CNC wheel. Yeah, yes. there's no way you can achieve the look you wanted with an entire CNC wheel. No, and I feel like that's yeah. like, that's like, yeah, like that's that's stupid. But like, I think if you just cast them generally, uh, there's this can, beautiful thing that you can even see in old, like photographs of older wheels and stuff, where um, at one point the metal was liquid. And when yeah. it cooled, you can see what would essentially be like a meniscus or like um, yeah. a surface tension to the metal that you don't get in a CNC wheel. You lose all that surface tension and that beauty to that. Um, and not only is that surface tension actually in some ways, because the corner is rounded, that should be sharp. It actually improves strength. Yeah. Um, uh, but it changes what like soft edges and hard edges. And it also changes how the light moves on it. And I just, I, I'm too deep. I'm, I'm fucking nerd. Yeah. No, I love yeah, I mean, it. There's I, no way you can you're achieve it with a full CNC person. Yeah, you couldn't achieve it with a with a full CNC wheel. But like, I feel like because a lot of the wheels are cast, they still have all those those shitty weird like. So that's what I mean. Now you're now stuff. you're getting it made like in Japan, basically. You know what I mean? You're getting like the top wheel manufacturer to make your face. 
basically. No, that would be a forging. That would be a forging. Like all oh, the Yankees goodness. and stuff too. They still have the, they still like, they only generally machine the faces of the wheels just to make them actually flat so that when the thing fucking spins, I kind of feel like, like this. Anki, <laughs> I feel like Yankee is like the world's foremost wheel manufacturer though. I would say so. Yeah, they do really low end wheels and also really high yeah. end wheels. Yeah. And OEM. They do a lot of yeah. OEM wheels. Yeah, so does Rhoda. Rhoda makes do, OEM yeah. wheels. So. Rhoda makes those... OEM. Yeah, man. Rhoda makes a lot yeah. of OEM wheels. Most of those are uh, cast. Now, um, there are people who might be listening that think that all like wheels that are advertised as forged are forged, but there's different types of forging. And most wheels that are advertised as forged are actually roll forged. So what they'll do is they'll cast the center with a front lip on it, but leave a yeah. big chunk for a rear lip. And so it's still a cast center. It's still a cast front lip. And then they'll spin them on uh, a lathe and actually push that big chunk. That's of the, the matte lip. forging. Yeah. Or matte. 360 like, roll forged. Yeah, called, and, yeah. And also yeah. Anki. Yeah. Anki is really big with that. What are they? What is that? San freaking metal fucking uh, something technology. Yeah. The matte, like that's Anki's coin term for the roll. They, they take the metal and they stretch it out to make the lip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then SSR, the semi-solid, or the SSF technology, semi-solid forged, uh, what do they used to call that? Semi-solid forged. It was basically, it was like flow formed. Flow formed, yeah. yeah. So the metal was like not total liquid. It was like putty. And then they had like a mild, you know, kind stamping. of fucking yeah. stamping. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, actually... Type- uh, that's what makes the TE37 the best wheel in the world because they, they it's 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 forged. Uh, I know, I know, TE37 is not. The, I, I've listened to the. I, I'm I fine with it. Yeah, um, but they they um, they are fully forged, meaning yeah, they actually they, stamp no. the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that I I agree with you. The TE37 is like the be all end all of like strength and wheel and like spoke count and everything and like yeah they sit there and they fucking hammer the thing hundreds of thousands of times to get you know what i mean and then they roll the edges it's an amazing wheel like they could just fucking make it look better <laughs> maybe don't offer it in fucking bronze or like ugly ass colors like why don't you just make a silver te37 for fuck's sakes like once in your life make an entirely silver te37 they've never done that they gotta call it like the LE 37 T and then machine the edge and it's gunmetal. It's like they have every idea in the entire world except for silver. It's like they're the Oreos of cookies without the original Oreos, you know? <laughs> How Oreos wait, wait, is wait. just now all the all the fucking weird flavors. Yeah. There was a birthday different... cake. Yeah, well, what about different... chrome T 37s, bro? What? There was an Oreo. What about Chrome T thirty seven? It's never made Chrome T thirty seven. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do it. To be safe. Oh, yeah. I mean, people <laughs> do it all the time. Like, there's there's tons of them out there. But like, yeah, you can't buy them like that. Sorry, I had to look this up. Uh, the The Oreo is not the original of itself. It was actually a copy of Hydrox. Yeah, no, I, I I did know that. <laughs> oh, imagine that. Being the other person that's not yeah. Oreo. Right. They've been yeah, but I mean, time. that's that's the perfect, you know, that's capitalism at its best. It's like, you don't got to be the first, you just got to be the best. Yeah, I mean, Q-tip yeah. was certainly never the first the fucking best. swab. No, never be the first. Kleenex wasn't the first fucking, like, nasal tissue. Like, what was the first cola? Certainly wasn't fucking Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. I don't I know. I don't think it's Coke. 
I don't yeah. think so, man. Not a chance. It well, was probably someone, like someone told Dr. Me fucking Doolittle's elixir remedy. And then it was like a cola. And then I would pay like money to movie. listen to Gerard make up names of products and movies. <laughs> Dr. <Doctor laughs> Elixir's fucking He said Dr. Cola. Doolittle elixir. Yeah, well, it would have been some sort of elixir type like cola thing that yeah, probably had nothing know, to do with taste. It was like, yeah. hey, here's a drink. It cures baldness. Exactly. Like, you should drink this yeah. if you want to not yeah. be stupid or something. Yeah, it's got exactly. cocaine it's in it, and it makes you feel better, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 For more energy, drink Dr. Doolittle's Elixir Cola. You know like, Dr. Doolittle yeah. talks to animals, right? That's well, not, I didn't actually be Dr. Doolittle. It just came to mind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I do want a, a, a version of Dr. Doolittle where Eddie Murphy also plays the animals. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah. What about I if Dr. Doolittle could talk to cars or something? You know what I mean? <laughs> what about that? That would be like a like a oh, uh, is that a weird like, Herbie Herbie yeah. slash Herbie the love? No, 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 yeah, yeah. 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 other dude, movie. not Herbie, uh Knight Rider? Pee-wee. Yeah. Pee-wee, because he had the he had the the mini, wasn't it Pee-wee? No, not Pee-wee. Who was the dude yeah. that had the mini? Mr. Bean? Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. But he, but he yeah. talks and he's like weird and he talks to cars that are like. But Mr. Bean doesn't talk. He's a I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so he, he only talks to cars. There's a theory that Mr. Bean is an alien just as a talk. <laughs> I mean, that makes it. sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. He, I don't know. He seems uh, weird. He's all interacting with shit like he doesn't get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. R- Rowan Atkinson, who plays Mr. Bean, is actually a huge car nerd. Huge car guy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, tons yeah, of racing stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, hell yeah, that's Good. sick. How about that? All right, hey Quinn, what's your favorite wheel manufacturer? You got to say mm. work or you're fucking getting cut off, buddy. <laughs> and <laughs> call. I no, just to be fair, I don't know. I don't really have a specific manufacturer Ooh. that I like. Over, I, I like wheels like I like music. I enjoy the song, not the band. That makes sense. So usually it's by wheel and not the company itself. Yeah. I, yeah. Like it's weird but to say. I, but... okay. Usually we just decide on the favorite brand by the amount of wheels from that brand that we actually like. Yeah. Mm. But that's that was a question. You live your life. What? Yeah, don't live your life how, yeah. Where you live your life however you want. We get questions like, what is your favorite wheel catalog? Or, and then it was like, and then I'll alter it to be like, if you could choose from one wheel catalog, for the rest of your life, what manufacturer are you going to choose? And then we like choose work because they have the most options and also the best quality to go with those options. Yeah. But I have a favorite wheel. What's, What's your favorite, favorite wheel, wheel, Quinn? Uh, the Bridgestone Super Wrap. Oh, I love Bridgestone Super Wraps. It sounds and like it's an off road wheel. It is, it is an off road wheel, yeah. Nice. Uh, it was specifically designed for rally cars in the 80s. I can tell by the culture of the name of yeah, the English. Yeah. It's a <laughs> it, it looks it looks like a steely. It looks like a steely, but it's actually stamped out of aluminum uh to kind of trick the rule book to Dude, look I'm like loving soft this. wheels. I'm loving yeah, this. I swear we have we we've seen those. So, uh um, they're really common. They still sell them. Yeah, yeah, they're still Dude, a I thing. buy that shit. Yeah. Um, and I'm it's just get, a super a lightweight motorsport motorsports wheel. Yeah. Super what? Rep? Super rap. Super rap. As if you were gonna drop some lyrics. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's a That's... super rap one and two. Uh, you can tell the differences between the size of the holes. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen those wheels. 
That is so funny. They totally look like Steelies. There is a company in the U.S. called Corns. They make Miata parts, and they sell a similar wheel um, to the Super Wrap. Uh, although it's it's very much more Chinese made, but they do sell a like a a Super Wrap knockoff, if you want to call it a Super um, Wrap rep. <laughs> maybe more homage too. Because it's not quite, a, yeah. A super rep. Yeah, Corn's Miata. I think they're, yeah, I don't I know where the hell they are. That's yeah. a fucking hilarious deal. Did they yeah. come in any cool sizes or just? Not at all. Sizes? 14 <laughs> by five and a half. Yeah. Plus 40. Like, black. but the uh, best, I love the idea that you show up somewhere and people are like, ah, oh, this car is completely stock. It is unmodified. <laughs> That's too funny. All right. So <clears throat> Quinn, you, um, you do, it looks like you do some graphic design. You do, you teach drifting. Mm. Possibly. One How of about the you tell us, list us the things you don't do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, work hard. I don't work hard. That's definitely untrue. Yeah. I don't that, make money. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah, maybe, maybe that. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't, don't have a job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't get up hard. every morning and go to a place where I'm upset all the time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I'm, you have, but the thing is, is you're in a somewhat, a lot of ways living the dream, doing all the things. Um, do you do photography and video occasionally? Is that a thing that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I will say I, I'll do anything that's car related. So if, if I have to take, if I have to write things, so I've written a couple magazine articles, I've taken a couple photos for magazines, but nothing, nothing like big publications like that. But when I'm, when I get forced to do, or how do I word this? I'm not even forced to do. Uh, if I can't afford to participate, I'll participate. So if it happens to be taking photographs, if it happens to be flagging, if it happens to be like teaching, I'll just participate. So I'll, uh, I'll touch whatever I can to, to do. Yeah. That's a I, like, I wanted you to say, I'll touch whatever I can to do whatever I can. And then I don't know. Why. <laughs> um, whoever I can. For those, I'll yeah. touch whatever I can on whoever yeah. I can. Yeah. <laughs> for those uh, listening at home, it, I, I think it just occurred to me that uh, Quinn is all three of us put together. He's like designing parts, driving, taking photos, doing video. Quinn, you should just have your own podcast where you just talk to yourself for like a 120 hours. And I was <laughs> uh, my roommate uh, agrees and bought a bunch of equipment. And then oh, you edit perfect. yourself. Yeah. And then you What's edit that? yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so hard. Yourself. Yeah. Right? Uh, it gets easier. It's fine. You, you, I don't even think I have to edit this episode. You don't even need to worry about it. <laughs> Should um, I drop something really like aggressive right now? Just like at least no, no, if you it? do no, yeah. if you do, Gerard will rise to the occasion and be right in there. Too. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I heard you're friends with Alexi. Uh oh, yeah. That's a good yeah. Um uh we don't talk a lot, but I visited him a couple times when I was in Japan and we hung out a couple times there. That was good, yes. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um I met him in 2009, uh pre- youtube stuff if that makes sense yeah uh, he was just Please. still writing like a, a blog and he was willing to meet up we met at Sukuba at the hyper time attack hyperfest no not hyperfest hyper battle time attack um and then yeah we went to nico and sort of shared some drifting there it was pretty cool nice uh, or then, did you drive there uh i just got to some ride-alongs i didn't get to drive there sadly it's my favorite track but i've still not driven it um was that when you had this like 180 
Uh, he had an R- Mark II. He had an R32 at the time. Uh, this is pr- before mm-hmm. the beer can. Yeah, uh, it's a blue one. I have some photos of it. He had a folded in quarter, re- like rear right quarter. I think had a, had a nice wall tap on it. I don't know what happened to that car. Um, and then I got to hang out with him again in 2017. I I surprised him at Ebisu when he was there. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a super nice gentleman in person. Like it's it's legit. It's not like a a thing he's putting on or like that. He's just yeah, yeah. Big fan. Right on. Yeah. Perfect. I'd give that man a back rub if he asked. <laughs> if he ever listens to this, just know that that's yeah. a receipt you can cash. He's listened <laughs> once or twice, I think. We've got <laughs> a, we've got a call out. Uh, he put Gerard in one of his videos. Yeah, hell yeah. Because Gerard was uh, angry about Japanese, or, um, <laughs> like Amer- people who are not from Japan going to Japan for YouTube to build cars that don't look dope. Uh, and then, yeah, it was a it's a fun experience. Actually, it was great, and people have now come to the podcast and started listening to it because of it. So I'm very That's grateful uh, <laughs> to Gerard for saying the shit that Gerard says, and then for Alexi. <laughs> so, can like, I yeah, can I side right. note this? Yes, I note like a huge, uh, a huge. I, I don't know, like um, a huge compliment is uh, Japan recognizes Serial Nine as like a leader in in like parts for for the chassis you guys work on. Like it's noticeable, if that makes sense. How like, do you watching, notice? Oh, like watching videos, seeing seeing like like pictures from Japan, you see the Serial Nine stuff on the cars there. That's amazing. So yeah. yeah, good job, guys. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. We're really we trying to make. We're trying to make it more prolific. You know. Yeah. We want to be more there. We have a few connections that we're trying to explore because the ones we've had, like, there's a lot of English barriers, and it hasn't been super successful. Although Rasty sells our parts, which is kind of an honor to me, but it's it's very difficult to kind of like work with them. It's I don't know if their volume's high or what it is, but uh, yeah. So like Sidex, who is actually at Ibizu, and they do like the Sidex experience, which is like the rent drift cars and stuff like yeah. that. And they have a shop and all that there. So we've been kind of getting talks with them about maybe carrying. And they've installed all the parts on Samit's car and they've seen this year line quality and this and that. So they're really already fans of the parts. Hell yeah. But uh yeah, we have to actually get the ball rolling to carry more parts. And yeah, that's dope. No, it kind of seems like every inroad we've ever made yeah. in Japan has sort of like fizzled, fizzled out, out instantly. Yeah. You know, you have to go there and like you have to go there 100%. You have to yeah. be in person. Yeah. yeah, let's go to Japan and, yeah. not, and not eat any food or visit any temples. Nope, not a one with our friend mm-hmm. Alex. From respect, uh, does he not that's eat an, fucking food or what? No, that no, was the inside that was my joke. joke. Oh, previous podcast. Because when what Ryan comes to joke? Japan, he's gonna eat all the food, Me? not yeah, vegetarian I, style. He's gonna eat all. Oh, no, okay. raw chicken hearts. Yeah, <laughs> yep. gonna eat chicken sashimi. The whole fucking. I did. I uh, eat the shit out of some chicken sashimi. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> The joke was we were talking about all going to Japan and Kevin it was after a bike ride one night and Kevin's <laughs> like I'm going I'm going to Japan I'm not going to temples I gotta and I'm eat. not going to eat any food 
and like Alex, rare spec, like leans into me. He's like, but we like we we gotta like eat food while we're there, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm like yeah, Alex, we'll eat food. Don't worry. Um, anyway, Quinn, I do enjoy that you said like, oh, I don't know what I would talk about, and like I feel like I could just do a series of interviews with you and learn and a, a ton of things how did you become you what what's the background did you go to school for anything or did you just were you forged or sand cast this way <laughs> and just and this is just you like how how does one become quinn what's the roadmap um existence i am very, uh i don't know i don't I, how do you how do you answer that from my perspective i don't, I don't really Really yeah, know, did, you go, did you go to school? Did you get trained? I didn't. I didn't go to school. No. Um. I have my high school, and that's it. Um. I, all right. That, that's all. Yeah. Um. I have been very poor, and I like being poor. Weirdly enough, so often when I can't afford to purchase something, I have to learn how to make it. Um. Mm. And so that's been a driving factor. Uh. Additionally, I really like making the stuff, so that I understand why it exists and what purpose and function it does. Um, I found when we were down in the States, um, I knew we were going to battle kit culture. I didn't realize how bad it was. Work culture? Hit culture. Kit? Hit culture. Yeah. So most, uh, like I would say a huge chunk of the pro spec cars down there are people who like just swipe the credit card and don't really know why the parts do what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they mm. they they read the website. It tells them that it's going to improve their car, and then they swipe the credit card. Um, or everybody and, else has it on on track, so I got to have it. Yeah, and um, I found that it was really strange to go down there and be like, "Hey, this is how you like change the geometry of knuckle." And they're like, "Why would you change it? This these guys are the best." And you're like, "Well, it doesn't work for this scenario because of this." And like, I don't understand that. Like, it was really odd to run into that down there. Um, so I think a lot of uh, me trying to make my own stuff half the time or trying to trying to approach it in backwards ways to like in a counterculture ways sort of taught me some things, I guess. I don't know. That that's being Quinn is just trying to f- brute force it without spending money on it. Yeah. I think asking like how someone becomes who you are is a ridiculously loaded and impossible <laughs> question. No offense yeah, to Ryan. Yeah. I think, I think I maybe a better, I think a better uh, maybe a better question is like where do you want to go? You know, like where where would you I want to know where if, someone goes to like how when I say like how does someone become Quinn? It's like Quinn, did you put just like hundreds of thousands of hours and reading hours, yes. on the internet like where when it, yes. when it you didn't go to school Research how did you everything learn? non-stop hey forever. kevin your name is not quinn, quinn. <laughs> no it's quinn, it's, like, it's it's true um uh i just get full adhd and like get lost in the lost in the sauce of just watching videos and reading things and then like trying to make stuff at home and hitting my hand with a hammer and being mad about it you know like that's just, yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah, you get l- let loose. In a, so to give you an example, when yeah, I went to- you like 3D scanning with a Facebook or sorry, an Xbox Connects? And yeah, yeah, I was trying know, to like... build my own control arm. So we converted a Connect to 3D scan. Yeah. Um, uh, to give you an example of how much I hate, like I hate money is I uh, worked at that super shop for free. He tried to pay me, but I refused. Um, and it was actually a benefit for me because like- Uh, I would go there, I'd work and help him with his projects, but because I didn't, wasn't a paid employee, 
it resulted in me kind of getting to go when I needed to and, and take time off when I didn't, but also like I had just had free use to the shop after that. So like, yeah, I, in the middle of the night, I would just build stuff I wanted to out of the scrap that was laying around. And I learned that way. Um, so it was, I still got paid. I just didn't get paid in money. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So you, uh, when you need to learn something over the course of time and you had to figure out how to decipher what information was relevant and what wasn't relevant, how did you do that? Like, how do you know? Like, this is a question that we've had. It's like people today, when they go to build cars, they type something on Facebook and then they hope for a reply. And hopefully Quinn's on the other side or Gerard's <laughs> on the other side of that message to answer. But sometimes you don't have that. You have like some other random guy that doesn't actually know who talks a big game. Or a so, troll who's completely telling the wrong thing on purpose. Yeah. They stay, want to fail. stay off a of drift car builder's <laughs> Facebook group. Just stay oh, off of that thing. Right that's, that's the <laughs> nightmare in there. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> and the, the arguments are huge. It's ridiculous. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Um, wait, I don't even yeah. know the question. What was the question? So where did you go to find like how, where did you go to find information? And then how did you decipher if it was like valid information or not to get uh, through pure ignorance? I made a lot of mistakes. Okay. So like I, I, I feel I, that's like how a lot of us learned. <laughs> there were, okay. I went to buy this Cressida wagon from this guy. It was an MX 73, 72 wagon in Ontario. And the guy was an ex oil executive or something like that. And he was like, never change your oil, only change the filter. And, and I took <laughs> that as, so I drove like cars for 10 years out changing the oil. And to be fair, mo I never blew up a motor. Like, so through pure ignorance, I just did stuff. And then if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, I tried a different thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, did, right. I did. I, okay. To be fair, I also learned that I love four ACs because the four, like I fuck four AGs, fuck those things, but love four ACs. Cause you would be driving and the motor would be like, Nair! and you would feel it get slow and you're like, oh, it's time to add oil. You'd add a little oil and the RPMs would come back up and you're good. So, <laughs> dude, my three TC was like that. It'd be like, yeah. oh, I just got like a hundred kilometers less this tank. That means I need to add oil. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, all yeah. right, you, just experiment, experiment, yeah. experiment. Fail. Okay, experiment fail. So, to me, that, that's the answer of the question. How do you become Quinn? You experiment. You fail. You persevere. We'll, like we'll that. adjust that. We'll call it fail cheap. Yeah, okay. and hopefully that's even learn better. and learn from the fail and learn. <laughs> yes. Yeah, get back uh, up, do it again. Okay. You may not always now. learn. Sometimes you do. Yeah. All right. So perseverance is a bit of that too. That's great. Now that I got that sorted out, let's ask Kevin. After Kevin accused me of having a loaded question, which we quickly resolved, uh, let's ask <laughs> Kevin's question, which is, Quinn, where would you like to go? What? Who do you want to be? Um. I am ready for wheels. I'm ready for them. 
if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm ready for wheels. Uh, I This year has been a, actually kind of a shit year for me, even though I did the FD stuff and was very successful at that. I ended up squandering a lot of other opportunities this year. So uh, I was that supposed starts. to be like, I, I wrote half of a racing course for another track on an island here, but just wasn't feeling well enough to finish it. And I have a lot of like embarrassment with that. So I'm ready to do something that I can kind of do at home um, and get caught up with. I, guess, I don't know. I'm just ready for wheels, if, if that makes sense. Um, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, if uh, like you, have a, you have a catalog of them. Uh, yeah. All of the old designs, that we need new. It's time for new. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't even seen the old ones come to fruition, but uh, all right. I'm a, I'm <laughs> well, but, uh, no, I get that too. Are. I mean, it's like yeah, if you've yeah, been yeah. staring at something you created 10 years ago that never came to fruition, yeah, yeah. and now all of a sudden you have the ability to make something to come to fruition. Maybe you you've yeah. learned some things in those 10 years or like that there's feels a, stagnant to you. Yeah, there's, Maybe there's, you've tried some things, failed, <laughs> persevered, and now... yeah, yeah There's, there's mm-hmm. two wheels, the, the two main wheels that I focused on. I still want to do those, those that, to be fair, but there's a huge catalog of other like just design experiments that i look back on and i really dislike most of them um but they were there to kind of like how do i read this um I, they're all done in solidworks i had to teach myself solidworks so um i again brute forced it i i stole an ex-girlfriend's um uh college like her id and broke into local college because I couldn't get a computer to run SolidWorks. And so I taught myself on SolidWorks on the local, like at Camosun College at night. Uh, and then I just kept drawing wheels and drawing wheels. And like, you'd have the vision in your head and you'd have the vision that you kind of like, or were able to create yeah and eventually the more i drew the closer they came together and so now i'm at that point where i can sort of most of the time draw what's in my head um but so most of the back catalog is things that didn't quite achieve what i was dreaming or or envisioning yeah all right it makes sense Hmm. you start you start drawing stick figures and you know it's not it's not portraits yeah but that's what's yeah. in your head. Yes, hundred percent. Now, now we're moving on to the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> um, I, I like that. Okay, that's good. Uh, man, we're doing wheels soon too. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're doing full CNC faces though. We hate sand catch. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it, there's nothing wrong. We're with only CNC doing eighteens, and we're only doing prime mm-hmm. luck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean those those two last ones are true. Yeah, but, are probably true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, no, we're not. I'm not seeing seeing the wheels. <laughs> They're not <laughs> like yeah. Everyone's like, even Alex is like, oh, you should just make centers and this and that. I'm like, dude, I, I don't want to make expensive wheels. I don't want. I mean, as much as I like like three piece wheels and shit, like I want to make money and I want to yeah. have. I I like cool one-piece wheels like I, I i think there aren't enough cool one-piece wheels and to be honest like a lot of times one-piece wheels on these cars like could look better than three-piece wheels they have like a different different vibe you know what i mean and i want to start out with stuff that i could sell to everybody not everybody can access three-piece wheels like they're just yeah and then also i don't really believe in the whole like I'm going to make centers and then you could just order them with whatever fucking size you want. Cause it's just, it's a bit too complicated for like a larger market. Like if it's a very, very niche market, that's totally cool. Maybe later on we'll get into that, but like, yeah, we just want to make wheels that are sort of like 
like a like an NTO three or something like not not as far as like the style, just as far as like accessible and quality wise, something that was would be like that. So that's kind of what we're maybe I want to do three styles. Hell yeah, and have cool so sizes. I'm told that- the Enki um, RPF one RPF one RPF one yeah. are Canadian designed by a guy in Toronto, but I don't. Maybe. I there's no. I have no way of confirming that. <laughs> So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird how how popular those wheels are. I mean, maybe it's because it's a good wheel for not a lot of money, but like they're not like really great looking wheels. They're not but, the best, but they they sort of just hit that right mark where they're yeah. they're a good weight, they're, they're just, a good price, yeah, and they're, they're just okay. and they good enough can, looking. They can look good. Yes. Yeah. And look good, but they don't like if you look up RPF one or RPO one or RPO whatever the fuck wheel you're talking about, the twin spoke six, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety-five percent of those pictures are gonna look like shit. And then you'll yes. find five percent, you're like, hey, that's that's pretty cool. It's like an 18 by 10 and a half with like a 235 on it, and it's slammed, and like you know, it like could look cool. I, one thing I will say is like I feel that that wheel like uh, it has like a lot of like motorsports heritage and that's what has made it popular because people have seen it on those cars and then they're like oh i could just have it too you know yeah um, yeah but also it's to, me, to me it's like i don't know like do something with it maybe or like advance it or like yeah, I don't but know. People like, are buying it. They don't need to. Yeah, why do you need to? Like, why, it's, why, why, why make Coke Zero when you already have Coke? You know, exactly. It's, Sprite it's, Remix. Do you remember Sprite Remix? It's weird too because like, I'm still on Orbits, dude. Dude, <laughs> Orbits. We've definitely what, talked about that. When uh, when Anki came out with all the new wheels, like the the RRs, like I don't think they're that popular, man. Like yeah, I had the, the RP. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, like that the was RP. dope rso5 rrs like those are sick and then i don't know like people just don't don't jam with them and then they had the now they have the nto3 rrs i mean uh, yeah that to me is not the nicest wheel but yeah uh, yeah but i mean it's like people just like i guess my thing is like if you're gonna if you're gonna have an anki you can have an rp f1 or yeah. an nto rso5 rr which are in the yeah. same exact size and like the only thing is, I think they're more expensive. The RRs, are like the deep concave ones, are all like my wheels are fucking super expensive. And I think that now because they've made that RPF one or whatever the fuck it is for eighteen thousand years, it's actually a pretty cheap wheel. Yeah, and it's the same quality as the RR. So maybe yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. What's the, what's the, the gain for buying the more expensive wheel? The sick look style. Fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. barrier of entry is. Yeah, like, is yeah I don't know if you. When I had those, I actually got the faces machined um, because I think they're just silver, which is like, it's kind of cool, but like just an entirely plain silver sports wheel is not really that great. So I got the faces machined and then they clear coated them again. Cost an additional $600, but like, hell yeah. I thought it was worth it, but like in hindsight, I'm like, didn't really look that different. Yeah, maybe like certain, 1%, 1% people. Yeah, noticed. 1% of the people would notice the difference and think it was cool. Because in certain lights, because nobody would even know that it doesn't. It's like I have those yeah. CR lies, and it's like everyone thinks they're CR guys, and like yeah. everyone's like, "Oh man, I love them. They're so sick." And it's just like nobody knows that it yeah. didn't come in that finish. Yeah. Like that finish work never offered. But it's like, does anybody know that? No. Like, 
I think that. I think some people know that, but yeah, yeah, like it's funny yeah. because because if work offered that finish, like in my opinion, it looks better than fucking white or like. Why would you say that? Why would you say <laughs> anyway? Go on. I just don't know I why. Think they, the, no, I think the white is the best option for Ryan. I think white sure. for your car, it's fully sick. But I mean, okay. imagine imagine the cut <laughs> polished ones on your car if they were 19s and they were actual re re Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just like a more refined look, less sporty. But I don't know why like they manufacturers can't make wheels in silver. Um, yeah, because it also with work they had that the new emotions, the M8Rs. There was those a mesh, you know, all the emotion wheels are the same face, they just have different spoke styles. So they came out with that M8R, and I was like, okay, I want a one-piece wheel for the blit. The M8R is perfect, it's a mesh, it's kind of deep, concave. It's silver. I was like, okay, cool, hyper silver, just want super low key. They didn't make the silver in 18, only 19. So it was only like basically like hyper black or satin black or some garbage and then they fucking had like bronze and like some other ugly ass colors it's like why can't they just make silver wheels i don't understand i think the 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 push against silver wheels is that's the stock color most oem wheels come in yeah maybe and so it's it's automatically a sign that the wheel is different when it's not that color it's true yeah different is not always better it's true but I think yeah. that's that's the the push for that is that um, people want uh, a finish that's not not OEM looking. Well, yeah, maybe now they can make silver wheels because a lot of the new OEM wheels are gunmetal or raw. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. you get a TRD Camry and it comes with these fucking ugly ass like black wheels. It's like oh, oh the uh, the old school Koenigs where they're black with the machined highlights. Uh. Uh, all the new cars seem to be like 10 years behind. But I mean, they, they yeah. kind of look good. Like all the BMW ones, they look really good. Like they do it in a classy manner. Whereas, mm-hmm. but I do know what you mean. Some of the new cars that like have that black machine finish, like, eh. BMWs make them look good because they're one of the factory cars that actually come with good fitment stock. Exactly. Oh, so exactly. It's, it, it's like too. fitment versus like design equals like, like, yeah, there's a, there's yeah. like a weird, but the other thing is, is like there. the BMW wheel was always like the best wheel to put on other cars. Yeah, yeah. Even and with a spacer, you could put it on, and it would look, it would look a conversion spacer looks. And, and honestly, like a twenty, a twenty-one by like eleven and a half plus fucking <laughs> twenty stock wheel is ridiculous. Like, it's intimidating. That's a very intimidating wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they uh, have crazy, crazy sizes. Quinn of Speed Hero, when you do build your wheels, I'm putting that out there in the universe. Uh, what sizing will you do? What's the focus going to be for? What um, uh, chassis? The the goal is little wheels. So um, the original plan was 13 through 16s. Um, I really like 16s. 16s, yeah. I dude. really like 16s, and if they're so slept on, it's weird. Everybody else 16's just, like a perfect. Can size. you still get the tire though? It feels like the 16 tires. That's not my fault. Like, that's not my problem. Tires, <laughs> tires are buried in. Not my 16s. circus. Not yeah, my yeah but you're going to make wheels for 16s and no one can buy a tire, then you're not going to sell a wheel. It's true, yeah. Um, no, uh, the original design that I, I did with the Australian company, we had two face sizes. So we had a, a small face and a big face. And so the small face did 13, 14, and the, the big face did 15, 16. Um, nice. And that was so. Were the thirteen, were the fifteens reverse and the sixteen step then, or were they just uh, both? Uh, one was a double step. Um, oh, I'm not. Okay. I'm not super stoked on the double step, and yeah, I, I don't know. In future, though, I'd like to start with fourteens. Um, 
there is four, 14s exist out there, but there's nothing I like. So um, I don't want to sell a lot of wheels. I want to sell a couple of wheels to the right people uh, rather than sell a lot of wheels to just randos. Um, so yeah. <clears throat> Again, 16, that whole not right. making money is a, yeah. yeah it's, it's never about money. It's about making. Uh, I would love it's for about myself. setting an example. You're how do you? You're well, you know what it really sounds like. It sounds like you need to just sandcast the wheels yourself. Just That's learn how to sandcast, man. Yeah, I have been. I, I've spent. Yeah, there, we've been doing some lots of research. Um, I like so most of the stuff I make. I try to make it so that it is worth more used than new. I would rather sell something really cheap. And then later on people are like, Oh man, I really wish I would have got that. And then they, they fight over it. That's awesome to me. The I'd cool thing would be if you sold some wheels, then you could make the right wheels that you wanted to make. Cause you had the money to do so. You Are you my roommate? Cause he, he tells me the same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's Gerard. You have to like man. money a little bit so that you can make <laughs> the things that you really you want to make. Yeah. 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 No, I've had this struggle for a very long time. I, I've definitely heard that a lot and uh, uh, you're right. And I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The whole liking money part is the problem yeah. of this equation. It's just yeah, online is that story. I'll tell well, you. Well, right I mean, uh, I mean, the thing is, is like once you make the money, you could just spend it as fast as you want on stupid <laughs> shit that'll help help you make more shit. That's uh, fair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You oh, just yeah. you just be breeding shit that's out of your mind all the time <laughs> and never have a dollar in the bank account still. Though. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, there's a ton of uh, stuff that I've made little prototypes for and stuff like that that never never came to fruition. So, yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> also, Quinn, I don't like you pitch the supreme model. It sounds like it's like I sell a T-shirt for thirty eight dollars, and then people turn around and sell it for one hundred and sixty eight dollars. Sure, I want you to have a little bit of money though to do more <laughs> cool shit. You know, so, like I'm, I'm uh, yeah, exactly. We we all want to see you do the cool shit. We I want to see, see other shops yeah. making money off your hard work. But I fair, get your approach. I get your approach because then it's cool, and then you want it, and then yeah, it's good. Go on. If you if you ever look through the the products on on my site, there's not a lot on there. There used to be more, uh, but there's like little um, sort of tags on every one of them. Either says bread and butter or limited or super limited. Um, oh. I kind of made my my inventory off of how people sell cars. You sell the Toyota Corolla, you sell the the Volkswagen Golf, you sell the base car like the Hyundai Accent as your bread and butter car. That's your uh, I sell a really cheap car for a decent profit um, and it's a good car, but then you have your halo car, you know, you have your, like your Lexus LFA on top of that, where you don't plan on selling a lot of them. And so I sort of follow that model where uh, I have bread and butter, like t-shirts, I have bread and butter stickers, and then there's the rare stuff as well. Man. So if I'm going to go to your website and buy a shirt, now I'm worried I'm going to buy the Toyota Camry of your shirts. Well, what's wrong <laughs> with that? Camry's yeah. an amazing I mean, I do car. like it's a lot. Yeah, it's going to be the best on. shirt you've ever owned. Right? Like, yeah. I'm literally wearing a bread and butter shirt now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the one thing we all agree on on this podcast all the time is that Camrys are fucking dope. <laughs> but yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm mad about that. I don't know if... Uh, do you, I have a question to you guys. And this is a yeah. this is a test of your observations. Uh, oh, what shit. is the most American car? There's a right answer to this. 
Oh, well, I'm not uh, good at right or wrong answers. I do a, philosophical. I'll, I'll give some more. There's, it's the, uh, the right, how do I word this? It's the only car that you can consistently buy from most manufacturers only in North America. Most of the rest of the world doesn't have it. Is it a pickup a, truck? No. Well, that's a oh. side thing. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's pretty true, but yeah. Look at me being logical. That's logical. Go on. Um, well, I was gonna, I was already going to try to pick spe- pick a specific brand and model of vehicle. To this be is like, this the most American. This is a it sounds like yeah, yeah, it sounds like you're talking about a specific like a, a type of vehicle. Yeah, this is an SUV. Not sure. Uh, SUV could be that. No, it's V6 <laughs> front wheel drive automatic sedan. Um, Nowhere else in the world really sells V6 front wheel drive automatic sedans, and that's why we never got like crest. Like we, we never like we never got the JZX100s and all that stuff. Like we never got the cool shit because Americans don't buy rear wheel drive cars. They love front wheel drive V6 sedans. They they buy that's the most sold car, not truck, but car in like the Camry, the Accord, all of that. Like yeah. The, the, the Malibu, Morris, all, yeah. all the fucking ghoulies. Yeah. Yeah. Even even like the Impala, they brought it yeah. back and they brought it back front wheel drive V6. And the Monte Carlo. Yeah yeah. 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 They yeah. love that for some, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but it screws us out. Cause I was thinking about this. They sold like the Camry with a three liter. It looks identical to a JZX 90. Like, yeah. like why didn't does. we get that? Yeah. Cause it's not, the the best part, like if you go down to Australia in the nineties, they sold V8 and V6 rear wheel drive versions of the front wheel drive version cars that we got here. Like, yeah. like a cutlass, they sold cutlasses or similar look, almost identical looking cars down there, but V6 rear wheel drive. Instead. What's, yeah, what's the Capri? It's like a four wheel, a four door Fox body or whatever. What's that? The Capri, Caprice. the Mer- Mercury Capri. Is it maybe a Caprice? I don't know. Elio Caprice? said one. And I was like, yo, what is that? And then Dustin was like, that's like a Ford or Fox body. And I was like, yo, that's amazing. Oh, you're thinking about like a Ford Fairmont. Uh, maybe, or I a know. Ford Zephyr. Or a Ford no, Zephyr. I do. That's a Mercury. I own my Mercury Zephyr is my first car. That's a, that's a, that is a Fox body. Yeah. 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 But it has an inline six. And it's but yeah, so, yeah. Four doors. so are the Fox bodies. Oh, really? Yeah. Fox yeah. Body uh, additionally, though. Six. The doors are so similar that you can actually bolt the Fox Body Mustang onto the front of the Zephyr. It lines up with the doors and everything. No way. Oh yeah, there's, there's, people have made Fox make, Body wagons. Circle makes so much sense why I love that car now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kevin, this whole time, you're like, I want a Fox Body. I, I know. And you're, yeah, you had a Fox Body. dream you already yeah. had. <laughs> exactly. You can, if you, if you do up the look, the lookup on the internet and you do Google like Fox Body wagon, you'll see uh, people have done the Mustang nose conversion on, on those. Oh my god! I believe yeah. that's what you call poetic justice. Is what that I don't <laughs> actually know. Yeah. Uh, all right. I feel like we've capitalized on much of Quinn's time, and it was. I feel like we could keep going forever. So before we wrap this up, does anyone have any last thoughts, commentaries, things we've learned along the way? Gerard <laughs> loves birds. Now I've learned. Yeah, we just gotta start penciling in Speed Hero Two here. Yeah, all right. <laughs> the respeeding. The respeeding, perfect. It's a bus uh, that um, won't stop. Exactly. 
Uh, yeah. Well, okay. I think that is pretty a pretty solid place to stop. Uh, hey, Quinn. Thanks for Hi. coming out and talking to us. I really appreciate thank you it. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. it. Thank great. you so much. I'm very honored to be on here. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's awesome. You didn't even stop mid-sentence. Yeah. Uh, I could if you'd like. Yeah. I actually yeah. lost track of time, to be fair, but yeah. <laughs> we got you going get get a car guy going and they won't stop on it and yeah now i gotta be the one that stops it which is unfortunate i keep going but uh yeah all right well again thank you so much for coming out and sharing all these amazing stories with us uh for anyone listening that has missed it in case you have missed it uh it's speed hero go visit speed hero buy buy bread and butter t-shirts or buy by the halo LFA, is that the scented candles right now? What's the halo? Oh, this uh, I don't have one up right now. There are you have scented candles. candles. Uh, these are racing candles. That's what these this 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 specific this is the bread and butter shirt. Do they smell like rubber? Uh, they could if you do a burnout in it wearing it. Yeah, I mean, that's an uh, please I, if you're on Instagram, send I, me. I do frequently do, do a burnout in my oh, shirts. Oh, yeah, my man. Perfect. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, visit uh, Quinn's site. Check it out. He's obviously he's not going to toot his own horn, but seems like Quinn is a very uh, key person in the West, not even Western drifting, uh, just drift community. So uh, Drifting everywhere. The world of everywhere. drifting. The world of drift. Self. I like car. To Quinn. Yeah. 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 So again. Great to Quinn, speed hero over drifting. <laughs> I'm I'm good to end it there, and that is all. Um, if you're listening to this before uh, the holidays, uh, happy holidays. Uh, if not, happy New Year, I guess. Or if you just listen to this years from now, congratulations. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you. Well, bye bye. Uh, invest in Dollarama. If you if you're listening to this in the future and you didn't buy Dollarama stocks, uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. Thanks so I much. Just, I just buy Dollarama stuff. So is that yeah, the same? That's just, yeah, kinda. <laughs> okay, All right, guys. Peace, Peace out. out. Thank you again, man. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast Nine.